Man, so barbecue soup. Uh, Memorial Day was Monday, and I made uh, hamburgers. Yeah. And way I make hamburgers is I take the hamburger meat and I put in some. Uh, what's the soup mix? The onion soup mix, like the beefy onion Lipton soup mix. I put some of that the in Lipton there. The Lipton onion soup mix. Yeah, and I put it in the meat. I put it on the grill. It was so delicious. It's a Mudger family recipe. The easiest yeah. thing in the world. You don't even put anything else in there. No egg or any crumbs or any binding agent. No, it's no just the meat and the soup mix. Or not mushrooms, but onions. You could. Oh fuck that shit. That's that's actual work. And that these burgers were so delicious. <laughs> And then I farted about it two hours later, and it smelled exactly like the hamburgers I made. I so much that. that my mouth started running. I hate that so much. <laughs> like, to the point where I thought I had a problem. Like, I was like, what the, like, I thought maybe I pooped myself, or maybe it just came out in a huge, pure hamburger form out of my butt. Uh, I just recently watched an episode of, oh, you've not, you're not up on the current season of Adventure Time yet. No. There's a great part where they go to the hell world, basically. And um, they're randomly with some bananas, and they can't figure out why. And they keep asking all the denizens of the hell world, what's with the bananas? Like, what does this mean to you? And they just go, nothing? Gross. And then move on. And later you find out that bananas are what shit looks like <laughs> in the hell world. <laughs> Finn, Finn learns this, this as he's eating a banana. This yep. is the fourth season. It's amazing. Man, I'm oh, still, I've only watched like, the first season and a half because I want to like save the rest of it for a rainy day. I can understand that. Yeah. I, I, I've watched enough that I got the Adventure Time vibe, and I'm fine with, like, you know. We uh, we, we just got kind of into the swing of watching Adventure Time. It's so Adventure good. Time is the I'm shit. so sad. Who are you watching with? How'd you oh, get into it, Adventure Time? Um, When our friend Kelly was staying with us. Um, ah, that's right. She, I was just she like, got a taste. That's right. You want a lime? She really... No, thank you. I'm gonna start, eating if I can't ex- eat anything that's crunchy or smacky... I want to like. I just had a little bit of flavor. Bill is eating what is left of Whoa! the accoutrements for his burrito. I, I still got some burrito left, but I'll eat that when I'm editing the podcast. You know what was really great listening to last week's podcast? I, can, I didn't get to the part where we're talking about Star Wars just because it was so hilarious. <laughs> Cause, because of exactly that. It was hilarious just to listen to Mike and I start to say something and we'll go, ah! Yeah! And just start talking. <laughs> like, I got to the point where I'm talking about Diablo 3 and I'm like, so you know what the most interesting part of Diablo 3 is, Mike? Knowing Mike does not know, you just go, auction house. And I couldn't hear you because I'm trying to tell him about it. I'm like, no, it's this thing called the auction, auction house. <laughs> I'm just listening to this. Like, Did I say that? You're like auction a demonic little mad child. You just want to, you want to share so bad. I get I need to. I think if we ever have another guest on, we need to have a baton. Mike was tired to too. Baton Mike, Mike, man. To Mike Russell for sitting through that Star Wars podcast. God bless he was him. tired when he because he was in the middle. He was recording a podcast with us, and I think he was recording. There's two straight days of recording yeah. podcasts after that. One he was doing a. A uh, 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 commentary for Total Recall. They're showing Total yeah. Recall at the at the Baghdad, and yeah, he was recording comment podcast commentary for that. And then that was for Court and Fat Boy. But then he was also the like the Friday next day. He was also going to be recording an episode of Court and Fat Boy. Yeah. So we, like we were just the first of a lot of like internet radio that he did. That Mike Russell, hour. the hardest working man in Portland. Yeah, and his as, yeah. Well, we already talked about his his comic yeah. last week, but anyway, yeah, that was me listening to last week's episode. <laughs> What? Like, Bill. I was like, Bill, it's, it's someone How else's turn to How do you like the minute talk? of Star Wars music before the... <laughs> <laughs> Could you say That's sense? a good music! Oh, man, I know it's a good music. So, Bill's... <laughs> these are the notes I gave Bill on editing a podcast. I was like, Bill, maybe don't yeah. ha- open the episode with a minute of music. Maybe do... I was like... I remember telling you, like, 20 Star seconds. Wars, though, yeah. 20 seconds is a good amount of music. I try to keep it under 30. Uh-huh, yeah. But, yeah, this is like... I try to cut it down to 30, and I was like, but it cuts out at the last Oh, five. Billy. And I was like, I can't choose another track, because I love this track. Oh, Billy. So, yeah. Anyway, so people who didn't listen to our Star Wars podcast last week... Uh, Don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Russell is great. That's all you need yeah, to Yeah, Mike know Russell was awesome, but yeah. Anyway.
anyway, uh, um, so what? What is this? The Boy Howdy podcast. This is the Boy Howdy podcast, Whoa. everybody. Let's riff for a few minutes. Yeah, I'm Annie. Uh, this is Bill. We're, this is the podcast for Saturday, June second. Man, it's June. I know. I can't wrap my halfway head done. The fact that it's June. Olympics are coming up. You're going to be on the road. I am so actually a little sad that I'm going to be on vacation when during the Olympics. Are you going on vacation? Um, late uh, July, like in the second week of the Olympics. Oh, it's still fine. a month away? I was hoping the Olympics would start. Man, Olympics fuck up my sleep schedule because I yeah. work from home. And I will... S- well, this isn't going to be so bad because, like, usually the Olympics are, like, clear on the other side of the world. Yeah. Where it's, like, like noon when it's midnight here. Yeah. And so I'd have to stay up till midnight to watch the noontime Olympics. At least they're only eight hours ahead of us. Yeah. Is it eight? I think so. So at least I don't have to stay up till 4 a.m. to watch, like, the live, like synchronized swimming tournaments or I'm not a big that. sports person necessarily the I'm Olympics not a big the TV shit, person yeah. but I love the Olympics it's the spectacle it's all the best of humanity it's, exactly it's like everything about the Olympics warms your heart I mean of yeah. course there's the whole corporate part the of John it John Williams music but there's just every Did you the see? reuse of the theme song to Briscoe County Jr uh, yeah. oh man that's one of my best parts as a soundtrack nut like every Olympics are always pulling out like oh my god what kind of like the th- <laughs> like the, the, the music from Robin Hood Men in Tights by Michael Keenan or something like that gets pulled out for like the karate tournament yeah. Um, did you see the thing that happened that came out today is that the Olympic Council passed a law, I think it's a law, with the London City Council mm-hmm. where Is this the brand exclusion? Yeah. Where like article. miles around the radius of wherever the Olympics are being held in the middle of London, uh there's no outdoor advertising of any kind allowed for any brands that compete with the brands that are sponsoring the Olympics. Really? So if if Coke is sponsoring the Olympics, you're not going to see any Pepsi ads in that part of London during the Olympics, which is weird. That is weird. Yeah. So. I mean, it I like how we're talking about the Olympics, the best part of humanity. Plus, well, I mean, this is the thing. It's like the problem is, is that everything about the Olympics warms your heart that's countered by the sheer corporate money grubbing horribleness. Yeah. Yeah. But if you look past that, it's beautiful. It's It's my favorite thing. Everything about the Olympics just makes my heart just get three sizes larger. And there's so few things in this world that do that. Where are you going? San Francisco. Why San Francisco? Because my family couldn't figure out anywhere else. Oh, you're going with your family? Well, my sister. So my little sister oh, and I okay. decided... Fuck Portland. Um, we were going to go on a vacation. Well, my family has come to visit gay. Portland seven times. They've seen Portland. So the plan was, it's like, well, let's meet somewhere. And um, my sister, my parents wound up not being able to come. Aww. So it's just going to be my sister, my wife, and her man friend. And me. And uh, we couldn't really her, decide. Wait, who's man friend? My sister's man friend. Oh, your sister's man friend. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go to San Francisco. <laughs> Watching go too much Downton Abbey, and I just assume that it's gonna be like her Batman. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to San Francisco during the Olympics. Man, it's so sad. Have you seen Downtown Abbey? I Downtown Abbey. Whatever it's called. I, I watched the first two episodes and got confused, and so I read all the Wikipedia summaries instead. <laughs> Shit happens on that show. I'll have to watch the rest of it sometime. I have a British soap. There are girls kissing in it. Downton Abbey oh, can't compete service. with that. Did that finish last week? Yeah, the finale was last week. How was it? Oh, man. I was so happy. Was there stopping? I was so happy. My, the, oh, okay, so this whole show, it's kind of like um, HBO's Rome, where HBO's Rome had to have two sex scenes per episode. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Oh, so this so, is le- sexy lesbian Lip stuff. service okay. had that to some degree, except all the women who had sex were women that I had no interest in watching have sex. The finale, the two women that I actually wanted to have sex had sex, and it was very emotionally satisfying and otherwise satisfying. 
that was fine. it also hot like oh it was great do, do they they have so nudity happy. and everything oh yeah is this a bbc oh show? yeah it's a bbc3 show oh but this it was is a good time oh, it was a congratulations good time. i enjoyed it well the best part is what i was shipping for was rooting for was not what anyone else on <laughs> the internet was yeah so it was really great to go on um tumblr because that's my my wife's social media network of choice and um looking at the lip service conversations it's all 16 year old british girls freaking out that their fan their their ship did not sail are these lesbian girls oh you think probably statistically okay. speaking but yeah no it's just oh man it made me so happy i was like ha, ha. i've never been on the other side of the fandom fence sometimes yeah. um well i'm just curious about the age of the girl well because i, I was telling uh dylan or annie right before the podcast was um i've been addicted to 4chan all week <laughs> because how did i get it oh our friend erica she got slagged on the internet and i thought it was going to be on 4chan if you're going to get slagged anywhere on the internet it seems like 4chan is the place that's going to happen but and so 4chan. I went to the comic section of 4chan to go, oh, well, I'm going to go have to go in there and, like, tear some motherfuckers up if they're talking shit about my friend Erica. And I found, like, I got introduced to, like, 4chan proper. Yeah. Uh, because, man, I went to the comic section of 4chan, the comics and cartoon part of I 4chan. I love that you went to literally the the dark alley yeah. of the internet filled with rapists and thugs and with your little pocket knife. <laughs> go, I'm going to fuck him up. Batman's going to find the Joker and kick his ass. He's not going to Disneyland. <laughs> going to the Axis Chemical Company to fuck shit up and that is what 4chan is. And I got completely sidetracked. I did find the thing where people were complaining about Erica, which actually turns out that's not what Erica was talking about and this conversation was actually a non-starter. Yeah. Uh, and it got deleted five minutes after I saw it. Uh, but then I just got introduced to like the comic section of 4chan. I've just been mystified. Why did I assume that you knew, knew about 4chan? Because you're Bill. How could you have not been on 4chan? I've been on 4chan before but I've never like hung around 4chan that often or yeah. anything like that. Um, it's amazing. It's horrible, but it's amazing the breadth of like. There's some money, fun, funny motherfuckers on 4chan though. Yeah. They're just hilarious. It's like hanging out at a huge internet drunken fucked up party, and everyone's like flipping out about like. I thought it was all just straight guys, but yeah. no, there's like lesbians and shit on there because there's like well the Legend of Korra stuff. Like half of the comics and cartooning page on 4chan is nothing about Legend of Korra stuff because that's what yeah. everyone's flipping out about now. Yeah. And half of that is all about uh people wanting Lin Beifong and Korra to fuck. It is amazing to me that you're surprised by this. Well, I was. Surprised that people want to see a fifty-year-old scarred woman fuck an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, and that, like, that's seriously. a hot parent. I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm no, like, but I just love that you're mystified. I'm like, by yeah, this. that's a good taste. I mean, it's like I, that I, is a ship I would be after. I'm not the sort like, of person got, to waste the energy on shipping things that are not canon. Yeah, I'm really not. But you got a Sami who's yeah. already the stereotypically hot yeah. chick, and you think you'd but be slashing look her? Look at her. Like the way she. See, what I love about the show is that none of the there are a lot of I mean genuine strong ladies yeah. on that show. Who are not over-sexualized. Like, when you think about it, Asami is really together, but she's not showing any skin. Lin Beifeng is literally armored from head to toe. Yeah. And then Korra, all that she, all the skin that she bears is her arms because she's a brute. Yeah. It's great. And that's such a great, you, you don't still see couples like that get slashed online, or at least I don't. Because see, maybe I just don't. hang out on the wrong parts of the internet. You don't. It's like, Like, that's... Well, I hang out on Gmail and Twitter. But I was like, oh my, my heart was warmed by the cockles of 4chan. I was yeah. like, yes, you guys are awesome. It's adorable. It's a terrible place, but I'm like, yes. <laughs> See, I can never, I, I, most ships, I'm just like, I'm like, I don't even want to be, like, it's just, it's it's a practice, an exercise in futility for me, because I'm like, why bother? Yeah. I genuinely do. But yeah, that's the one thing I found, um, I didn't find anything, but that was, I, when when Lin Bei Fong showed up, and she had the whole scene with Cora, I'm like, you know what, if I were a 15-year-old girl, that's what I would be writing. Mm -hmm. I would. And that's but what's I, happening. That's what I found. That makes me happy. I'm so I have happy. to admit, I, 
so Bill had tweeted. This is such a nice antidote to the brony bullshit that's out there right now, where it's like, yeah. Bill had tweeted about the preponderance of lesbian legend of stuff, so I assumed Tumblr, because Tumblr is where I accidentally find porn. That's yeah. all I do. In fact, the other day, I finally found something on the Mass Effect tag that was so terrible that I was like, I can't do this anymore. Oh, it's what's-her-face bending over with oh, her vagina, Randall like, Lawson five feet wide. And her, her, her cock-eyed titties, like, just... You know oh. what? I was so impressed by the anatomy of her crotch that I didn't realize she was topless for the first five minutes while staring at the picture. Because I really spent like, five minutes just going because her, her crotch was like this vast snowy uh, hoth wasteland of just flesh I that mean, was just drawn so wrongly. And then her tits just kind of pooped it was, out. It was so amazing. <laughs> I don't know why that was it for me. This but, like, I've from seen, I've seen yeah. five different Javik dicks. You'd think that I would be like, you know, immune. I am surprised about how I've consistent... seen more Mass Effect cloaca. The, the cons- <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Can that be the title of this week's episode? <laughs> oh, that should have been the, the spoiler cast. But anyway, um, I went to I went to Tumblr and I looked at the Legend of Korra tag for 30 minutes. I'm like, there's got to be. There's got. There was not. I'm like, way to go, Legend of Korra fans for apparently being the classy ones. Oh wait, no, I did find one picture. Well, that's the thing. I haven't seen a lot of outright porn or hentai okay, or whatever the hell good. you call it. It's mostly like better. you'll see pictures of like Korra and, and Linda like hugging or embarrassed, kind of like fondling, but like no tits. <laughs> I've seen some. I've seen. I know that's what I'm saying. This is actually the relatively classy, like porn. Uh, I have seen some monstrously terrible of the original show, though, just because that's been around a lot longer. So, man, I saw some fucked up shit about Toph this week. That fucking. Oh oh my god. So let's move on from this conversation. I think she was getting boned by the Easter Island heads or something like that because she was birth or bending their cocks in the world. So speaking of finding internet yeah. communities. Yeah. So I, I, I do not, I would not say I frequent Reddit, but I visit Reddit. Reddit's the shit. And, um, Reddit slash WTF. That's where I find, that's no. my 4chan. That's where I find most of my stuff. Anyway. So but then there's also a slash space dicks, which makes what, uh, what the fuck look like, uh, my little I accidentally clicked that. Space dicks? Oh. No! I know. Andy, no! <laughs> Okay, internet, that tells you a lot right there that Phil's response there was actual genuine concern. Stay away from space dicks. I also found there's a space kick dicks for bronies, and it was even worse. It was even worse. Well, a lot of stuff on space dicks is people dredging up, like, the worst of other, like, like subreddits uh, oh i can't even imagine anyway so uh, i was on reddit the internet episode so of... friends here's you know, i'm sure y'all are familiar with reddit but just in case so the thing about reddit is that reddit in generally speaking is terrible like any general community but there are subreddits that are like sub communities on reddit and you can choose to populate your dashboard with any number of subreddits yeah it's really so, nice like mine is pretty much gaming news and you know pictures of cats that's pretty much all it is so, hey, lesbian um, stuff? well, here's the thing. The other day I was like, oh, you know what? I never thought because I'm really bad at being a lesbian. I'm like, I wonder if there's a lesbian community on Reddit. So I go to, is it, I just blind surf. Wait a second. Let, yeah. let me, let me tell my story, Bill. Okay. I know you're excited about the auction house, <laughs> but let me tell my story. So I go to, so Reddit, it's like, you can, it's just like little subfolders. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll go to reddit.com slash r slash lesbians, which of course is all lesbian porn for men. And it's just nasty, nasty girls. I think you're going to have to find, like, a Well, here's the thing. Out of more, I'm like, oh, this is awful. And out of curiosity, I go to reddit.com slash r slash actual lesbians, and it's a real thing. Oh, That okay, made me so happy. That is actually the alternative. I'm, I'm glad sure... I'm glad some other lesbian came up with that joke. Oh, sure, most of the people on that subreddit that probably went through the exact same discovery process yeah. that you went through. It just cracks me up. Actual lesbians. Cracks so me how up. was the porn on there? <laughs> no porn. What review? You. It's all classy. A plus. It's really adorable, though. Because, like, actually, that was the, I never contribute on Reddit, but I actually did. 
did there. There's one who's like, I need a suit. I'm graduating from Aww. grad school. I'm like, hey, I can be involved in this conversation. Do you have a, subre- do you have a Reddit handle you care to give out to people? I'm Spaduti. I'm, yeah, I'm just Marjorie Name I've had three posts, I think, ever. So All I post to is like Last Airbender, Star Trek, and I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, like video game shit because I'm always like posting about like that know. was adorable and I was charmed. While you were being grossed out by the internet, I was going, "Aw, lesbian." I was at least half heartened and then grossed <laughs> out by the internet. I I, I made the mistake of looking at other uh, Avatar porn and I found it. That's that. Uh, that was never my mistake. never. But seriously, the fact it. that like these actually seem to be like at least some of them are actually like. Les- like teen lesbians on 4chan yeah. posting stuff. You gotta, they gotta if, find At least if that's gonna be horrible, at least it's horrible not just for like angry, sexually frustrated white guys. I'm, I'm glad to see at least it's a little Leo you know, spread around. Like the people who wanna fuck Lynn, I'm, so, I'm glad they have a voice. Yeah. Or even if they don't wanna fuck Lynn, they just wanna see poor, like, you know. You know what? If you're gonna look for pornography, if you're, if, if, if my teenage daughter, my imaginary <laughs> teenage daughter, is like getting titillated on the internet, I would yeah. rather her find wholesome Cora pornography. Than, like, fucking, you know, donkey... I mean, I didn't even see any, like, her fucking tens in or anything like that. That's why I was like, good. Internet, good keep you. it wholesome. Keep it classy, internet. So what else happened to you? Just n- tasteful nipple shots. That's it. Oh, man. Um, people love to draw Cora with, like, a fantastic ass. Because they do the thing where she's, like, built, but then she's got, like, this huge bubble butt. Oh, this is such an unfortunate conversation that we're having. I know that this... I talked to my mom last night. The whole she's, time, like, like flat-chested, but then she got it in the butt. I wanted to ask my mom, like, Mom, you're still not listening to my podcast, right? Please. she say no? I'm amazed that anyone listens to this. Okay, so, um... <laughs> what confident. After last man, week's episode... Man, this lime is good. I'll bet you're having a love affair with that lime. Um, after last week's episode talking to Mike, um, on his recommendation, I went home and bought, I got the first episode of Justified. It's actually free yeah. on iTunes. It's good shit. It's really good shit. How much is iTunes? Uh, 20 bucks for the first season. That's so I threw bad. down. So yeah, this last weekend I partook of the first episode of Justified. Really good. Bought the season. Oh, just, you only watched the first season though? Or well, first episode? I, I just watched the first episode. Because then I, uh, the other show that people keep telling me to watch, and its first episode was also free, was The Good Wife. Have you heard of this show? No. It is good as hell. Is that based off a of painting? Dear Lord, No. The hell's Not a good at wife? All. The good is there wife. a painting called the good wife? Probably. Well, I mean, it was also a term, good wife. Like, uh, you know. that anyway. Um, uh, no, Tell it's me. about a woman who's uh, the wife of a um, attorney. Uh, he's not. Shit. Solicitor? He's, is this English? He's, he's attorney, state's attorney general. Yeah, I oh, think he is. Okay. Anyway, he, and sh- so she is the good wife. She gives up her career so he could she can be like the political mm. wife, the yeah. mom, mother to their children, you know, like be the good wife, play that role. Well, he has a huge problem from Grace with a sex scandal. Mm. So the show opens six months after this sex scandal. She's had to go back to work. So she's like a junior attorney at this law firm. So even though she's like, you know, she has children that are 16 years old, she is now starting out at the bottom of this, this ladder in this law firm. So there's that whole thing. And meanwhile, her husband is navigating this very, very public scandal. And she's trying to figure out where her place is because she genuinely did not know that he was having yeah. any sort of um, uh, extramarital uh, uh, events with prostitutes until she found out on news. Okay. So it's really interesting. So there's that drama going on. And it's great because it's full of people who are like, hey, it's you from the thing. So what it is, is it's um, the lady is from ER. So it's ER, goes to look at a law firm that's headed by Sports Night and Michelle Just Shoot Me. And um, her sidekick <laughs> is Bendit like Beckham. The evil current attorney general is um, Dude from Lost. And uh, the, um, the other jun- junior attorney who's gunning for her seat is from Gilmore Girls. 
So, and the sitting halls are going, aww. aww. Now, is this a show that's just currently airing right now, or what? Oh, the first season is 2009. Oh, okay. But it's really good. It's the not first canceled? episode is free on iTunes. No, it's still going. Oh. It's really good, and I heard it gets, gets, gets better. And the, the this lady, oh, I can't remember her name, um, who plays, she's the investigator for the law firm. Yeah. Her friendship with this woman is actually really interesting. Man, that's nice to see ladies have nice friendships. Well, again, and the thing again, is. Again, with nice relationships. Well, yeah. And like it's Cora just, and, and Lynn, but not but the thing is, is that there's total subtext. I think that her, this investigator is actually a lesbian. Oh, yeah? And so there's, I mean, it's just subtext, but still it's like, aw. But they're also just good friends. And it's just like, you just spend the whole show going, hey. It's good. I, I love like that. Shows I love that friends. I'm friends with people who kind of like wish, like, oh, hopefully they're lesbian. Hopefully no. they're just not just friends. Well, no. Man. No, 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 no. Investigator is a lesbian. Oh. I'm just excited to have a character who is a lesbian without I'm being a for lesbian. I'm still waiting for lesbian nope. Leslie nope. To be a lesbian? Yeah! No! For what? What's her name? Ben is the best. For Brown Girl! What's her face? I'm going to keep talking and talking for you. Anne Perkins, Leslie Nope, is all I'm saying. I love lip service, and the first, like I said, the first season was meh. The second season was great. Is lesbian sex realistic? It's not just for guys to watch. It's Um, lesbians for lesbians. It is more, I would not say it's unrealistic. Okay. I'll say that. Okay. I, Aside from that, it's like a bunch of supermodels fucking each other. Um, well, yeah. But no, um, what I'm really excited about was the rumor that, so it's on the BBC, so there's no guarantee, it's, they're all series, they're commissioned series. And oh, exactly, yeah. The next thing. Well, the rumor is that the, um, the, sh- the writer of the show is actually also pitching that instead of just doing this lesbian drama, to have, um, the character, my favorite character, this character Sam is a cop, mm-hmm. and instead just do a police drama about this woman who just happens to be a lesbian, which I am much more interested in. Yeah. I don't want to watch the lesbian show. I want to watch the human being show with the human being who is gay. Yeah, where she, she does her job. She just happens to be gay, but yeah. that's not the whole point And if she's gay with her show. hot doctor from oh, the show, man. Then okay and, then, and then there's like a crazy case that happens with like Americans like fucking up shit in the UK, and they're like, man, you know what? Go for it, This girl. is only, we got to call an agent, agent Mars. And it's Veronica Mars. And now she's a lesbian because she got, she got hit in the head. <laughs> And now they all make out. I'm just saying. Would you object to this? <laughs> yes, actually, because then my hot cop would be cheating on my hot doctor. What? No, what is consensual? They're all, what's not polygamous? What if it's a threesome? They're, yeah, they're all open-minded. Uh, they're like, hey, baby, Veronica Mars, she's their crazy sex slave who just makes <laughs> waffles. Anyway, she got issues. Justified is really good, and so is the good wife. Yeah. What, else, what are you oh, You doing? know what I watched this week? I just started watching a show called Bob's Burgers. That's a funny show. So our my uh, dear dear bros of the show, Brenna and Chase. Um, uh, they've been talking pitched, this up. Well, they they're like, you gotta watch the show. I watched the first it's episode. Cute. I, oh, I it takes a while. Bahar was like, oh, Bob's Burgers, and I watched, it, and I was like, the first episode, I was like, no, it wasn't outright terrible, but I just it didn't. But man, once you let it grow on you, it's it's funny and go, goes to ridiculous places. Oh, I trust, but it's not like Family Guy where it's like being stupid for the sake of being stupid. Sure, it's like it's like uh, King of the Hill or something like. Yeah. Well, I guess the show was actually created in the void of where King of the Hill was canceled. Yeah. I guess the show was created to kind of replace King of the Hill, and it's the same thing where it's a family, you know, just kind of like a family full of fuck ups. But this is interesting because it's not necessarily just like based off like the Simpsons family model where yeah. it's like you know a little baby and stuff like that. It's you know this this family that owns a burger joint. But no, it actually gets good. Kirsten Shaw's like the only actual lady voice in the whole show. So yeah. like this whole family full of like women and a wife, and it's all just guys, and they're not really putting on female voices. Yeah, either. no, I noticed that when the wife no, opened her mouth, I'm like, really? It gets. I mean, I wouldn't go out of my I'll way trust, to say. No, I trust. 
trust I trust Brennan Chase. Yeah. I do. I, I believe y'all think it's good. Do they? But do the they good have the wife, DVDs or something to bring it over? I don't know. Because I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest like blindly just it's dropping on, thirty bucks it's on, on iTunes. Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, that's how oh, I okay. watched it. Oh, that's how I watched it too. <laughs> <laughs> My point being is that I I don't have time for shows to grow on me when The Good Wife and Justified are so good out of the box. Oh no, I can understand. But yeah, no, Bob's Burgers. So, like, actually, I uh, threw some money in Joshua and Bahar when they bought the second season on iTunes because I was like, yeah, this, I'll totally watch like yeah. another season of this. It's funny. I'm glad you liked it. There's like ridiculous humor. There's like a video game episode where the guy goes crazy playing Burger Time. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm how just saying. Um, what else did you do this week, Bill? How appropriate you fight like a cow. Is that the line? <sighs> what is that line? That's from Monkey Island. Man, so. What else did you do this week, Bill? Yeah. Mad Men. Mad Men made me what, sad. What, what happened? Is Mad Men sad? Are you sad ever going to watch Mad Men? No. No. I watched four episodes. I hated I every minute. I am one of the big Mad Men proponents out there who I'm like, Ugh. I realize Mad Men is fucked up, but I can walk past that. I can deal with that. I can't. Man, this episode was fucked. It's um, too sad. Oh, this really? episode was you? all about men can, can't can help and always objectify women. Yeah. This isn't just like, as oh, it's part of the uh, 60s politics or anything like this yeah. is just the nature of men and women is that men will always want to subjugate women and women unless they're going to kill all men they're never going to get past that yeah it's just the most nihilistic saddest fucking episode in the world where shit just goes down yeah and yeah i don't want to spoil in case some people want to watch and they don't want to spoil but like yeah like halfway through season five shit goes down is <laughs> <laughs> It was good. It was well written. Oh yeah. It was just like man. It was fucking. Well, you can explore some dark that theme. Shit. Yeah. I mean, it's a theme worth exploring. Yeah. yeah. And the guys are fucking creeps. The old, actually, it's funny because like the one big womanizer on the show is Don Draper, the main character, who's kind of the biggest cipher, kind of like the most least interesting character. Mm-hmm. But he's the only one who kind of like actually has any kind of like moral backbone in the whole episode. Yeah. All the all the guys in this episode are just fucking creeps. Mm-hmm. The two two main ladies, they're like put through the fucking ringer, and yeah, it's just man. Well, speaking of male it's good. Uh, it's subjugation good. of women, yeah, I played a game this week that was very interesting. Male gaze. <laughs> I want there to be first person shooter <laughs> called just, the male gaze, where you just look at stuff and women just run away, and you're just trying to like just look at a nice lady, and that's it. <laughs> no, you I have to sneak up on him. It's like Metal Gear Solid. I downloaded this game on Steam called Analog: A Hate Story. What? I had heard about it because it, I, I tried not to read anything about it, really. But it, what I heard was that it's a really good um, game, indie game that's kind of a riff on um, Japanese visual novels. Mm. But um, they're exploring... Visual novels? Yeah. Are you familiar with the genre? No. It's like the... Uh, they're usually like romances. And so it's usually like really primitive dialogue trees, maybe some basic exploration. And there's what? a lot of like... They're really known for their visual style where you'll have so like you choose a... choose your own adventure? Sort of. Sort of. That's probably the best analog. But I it's don't like, know about this, yeah. Usually it's like there's like a really... There's like a static background. And then there's like there'll be a superimposed image of this character you're talking to and yeah. usually it's female and usually it's kind of sexualized but they're still cute and you have ch- conversations with them and usually the way those games work like maybe you're you're the new boy at school and you meet all the girls and depending on your choices one of the girls will fall in love with you like that's kind of like your basic visual novel thing. yeah so but it's it's very stylized and very you know and they're never brought over to the states because we're not that kind of market yeah well so this game is kind of a riff on that um that style of gameplay but it's um it's actually really kind of a fascinating exploration of of gender and analog like, the hate analog a hate story oh, okay 
it's really it's really. Well, what's the gender uh, really story? Like, what's the? Well, so it's um, you are a um, you are a space salvager, and you are sent to the ship that um, pretty much it was a colony ship, I think. Now I'm now I'm losing the plot a little bit here, but it was a colony ship, and it people lost contact of it. No one knows why, and now all the life signs are gone. So you have to go and download all the files from the computer to figure out what happened. Well, when you go to it, you learn about this society that developed on this ship um, that's based on an actual um, uh, Korean society where basically women are, you know, to be um, seen but not heard, are not valued at all. Mm-hmm. They're presumed to be stupider. And um, like they are, they should be poets, but only to seduce men or to instruct. Oh, so like what little freedom they have or self-expression is bent yeah. towards, like oh, adulation of guys. So yeah, yeah so it's basically kind of about, back into their own subjugation. Yeah, yeah. So it's this about, is hilarious. It's it was really good. What was really funny is that so this the visuals are very static. <laughs> yeah, and it really works. You can download it on Steam. Highly, oh, okay. it's like ten dollars. I don't think I don't. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's why I played it. I don't think you would like it, Bill. I'll just tell you right now, it's not your sort of game. My poor wife was like. Like, she's like, what are you playing? Because she just heard me playing. It is not a game you can play with someone else at all. Poor kid. Because usually when we play games, we play them together and she'll watch me play. But it's all, you know, just reading. and Analog a hate story? Analog a hate story. A hate story. So what you're doing is basically you, you get on board the ship, you, you meet the, the ship's AI, and you can um, read all these entries on the ship. And the only way you have of communicating with the AI, the two AI that you meet, are with, um, you have two choices, two dialogue choices. So, you know, making those decisions determines what information is unlocked to you yeah. and what you learn about these people and what happened to them in this community. Uh-huh. It's a really, I mean, and, and I got one of five endings. So there's a lot of variation in how things can go out. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was really interesting. I've not played another game like it. And Damn, I'll have to check that out. I, I, it was unexpectedly good. I really Did you liked it. Uh, download any of the uh, humble indie bundle five stuff? Yes, it was like it could it not. How would you pay for that? I paid fifteen bucks. Yeah, that's what I paid. Well, I owned half the games that were already on so there. Did I. That's my thing. So I thought fifteen so yeah, bucks, whatever. The, I'm sure y'all are aware from the of this by now. Humble, humble, humble. I did That's the what same we call thing it. Humble bundle five. Humble, yeah, the humble bundle five. It includes um, Amnesia, Dark Descent, which I will never play because I'm too much. Dark of a Descent pussy. is great, but there's no combat. But it is just scary. I'm too stuff. much. Of a it's pussy. all atmospheric stuff. Um, Psychonauts. Um, Limbo. Man, Limbo, which you're never gonna play because like, the first boss is a spider. I, I which you on are, Xbox. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. As, as I bought this, my wife was making fun of me. She was like, why'd you buy that? Because I own Limbo. I own Bastion, which is also on there. Bastion, unless you have a controller, I don't think would be that fun to play um, on a mouse and keyboard. I own Psychonauts, granted, for the Xbox. The okay, original yeah. Xbox. So that's that's valid. Um, I don't know. There's another game Can you on play that too. with mouse and oh, keyboard, too? Yeah. Psychonauts, does that work well? I I, would just, I mean, it's, I'm... I, I, I think it's one of those things, Bill, where it's like if you if your brain thinks that way yeah. to play with keyboard and mouse, it's fine. Because I was talking to Dylan about that, and I was like, "Man, you might want to get into controller." Then I just realized that she's not used to like messing around with a controller anyway. Yeah, so it's all exactly. apples and oranges to her. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's all what you what your um uh, vernacular is. Yeah, exactly. Basically, yeah. so um and uh, Sor- Super Brothers Sorcery. Yeah, which was an iPad game originally. Yeah. So I was like, "Yeah, I'll give them." And you, the soundtracks for all those games. Like fit and so, I think about that. those soundtracks are. We, do you get the soundtracks? Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, ah! <laughs> those are good soundtracks. Yes, they're all really good soundtracks. The soundtrack soundtracks. is just some dude clanging on a drum <laughs> <laughs> on an oil barrel. Boom. 
No, but yeah, so it's, you know, and it's for a good cause. But they did not need my money. They made, like, what? They raised a million dollars within 24 hours? Good on them. <laughs> good they're all in. They're all good games. Did you see that, like, There's you know, no loser there. Uh, they always post the top ten contributors to that, whoever put, put in... <laughs> And it's almost always Notch, you well, know, from did Minecraft. You see what it was in particular? Yeah. So for a while there, it was this brony, like humble brony. Humble brony. Which is a, which I looked at their website out of morbid curiosity, and oh, their that's whole a thing? thing, they are bronies who <laughs> come together and try to oh. rally to donating. I mean, it's a good, it's like for brony for, rights. No, but it's it's well, like what it is probably. I mean, I'm sure it's not deliberate, but I'm sure it's like bronies trying to rehabilitate their image. <laughs> Hey, we don't all just masturbate to ponies. We also donate. Welcome, welcome to the Boy Howdy Podcast, where it's fine <laughs> to finger fuck yourself over Lynn and Cora making out. But the moment My Little Pony shows up, you are a fucking demon. We hate you. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, I did not. Okay, maybe I implied. I not... No, no, no. I implied that Brodies are socially unacceptable. I'm sure it's like poor. There are poor furries. No, like, no. I was tiny little baby Annie Furry. <laughs> didn't masturbate to a single have, box and felt and felt have you seen i don't know if this is actually put together by real uh, bronies but have you seen the propaganda quote unquote where you know like uh, with the big gay rights thing people have taken photos from like uh, the people who were protesting uh, civil rights right. 50 years ago like right. uh saying you know before like, it was black and white now it's color yeah, yeah. The whole thing yeah yeah exactly like, this is what you're gonna look like 50 years from now these people oh people my god do not that. tell me they take that for brodies and they're like this is what you're gonna this is what oh. brody haters are gonna look like 50 years from now and they'll uh. have a picture of like you know like dissemination is evil uh. like blacks and whites should be always apart here's my official thing here's my I official position that. on bronies this is my official position bronies on bronies are the gays of the future <laughs> that's the implication dude like what you like i don't I care know. i'm not gonna god bless you i've loved things that were maybe not that were not what people would assume i would like i and would I'm not gonna totally fuck a but 12 anyway. year old girl who looks like a pony and has a book on her butt <laughs> okay so i'm gonna rewind here <laughs> to what we were talking about so the first, so at three thousand dollars, understand they don't have pants. <laughs> three thousand. I'm gonna shut up. The terrible up, thing was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. The first stuff. I was like, I can kind of see. Yeah, I was almost converted. So the when I donated or when I contributed, the highest don't the highest amount donate because the thing about the humble bundle is that you get to choose how much you donate. Yeah, and then you get to choose what goes where. It could be a penny or it could be like three thousand dollars. So the highest one was three thousand dollars. That was humble brony. No, no, no. Oh, See, no, let no. me okay. finish. Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm telling a story. Motherfucker. Be quiet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, no, the highest the highest contributor was Humble Brony when I contributed yeah. at $3,000. When I looked back a day later, the highest contributor was Notch at $3,000.01. <laughs> well, no, then this afternoon, it's uh, Humble Brony kicked it up to $2,000 or $5,000. Oh, did he? So they're $2,000. Well, one, you know. They're a penny short of a tooth being two thousand ahead. Wow! I love the internet. <laughs> this is the, this, the, this if is you're gonna have a pissing match, that's, that's between the, way the bronies and Notch. But I think that's the a great humble, pissing contest. I think to the have. humble brony thing is that they pitch in like it's a bunch of people making one donation. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, to further their cause. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm gonna do fat people thing. Fat, <laughs> humble fatties next week. Guys who look like uh, Harry. So Knowles. speaking of fatties, guess what I had for dinner? It's tonight? gonna be me, Harry Knowles, and who's the fat guy? Does PVP? Scott Kurtz. Yeah, it's gonna be us. He's less of a fat man now. Is he? He's what fighting. Happened? He's fighting the fat. Oh, he cut. He cut out the carbs. <laughs> Trying. Yeah. Bless him. What about them? Speaking of carbs, PB and J. Yes, I had peanut butter and jelly for for dinner tonight because it sounded really good. <laughs> it sounded really good. So here's my question for you, Bill. Oh. When you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you use peanut butter and what kind of jelly? 
Or do you use jam? God damn it! It is called a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I use jelly. Fucking fine uh, jelly. No, 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 no. What's what? there? No, no, no. Isn't like jam? Like no, 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 no. When you watch a fifties TV show, when someone makes peanut butter and jelly, it is peanut butter and motherfucking grape jelly. Yeah, grape jelly. What? What? I other feel really use? strongly about. You this. know what? Once I had PB and J with like strawberry jelly, it was actually pretty good. But it's not. It's betrayal. PB and J. There's a specific peanut flavor. butter and grape jelly. It's like peanut peanut, It's like having jelly. pizza with like melted action figures on top. That's Foley, no longer pizza. We were. Well, what did Foley? We were at Safeway and Foley got apricot preserves. And I looked at her like she grew another head. That's like a whole new sandwich. It's no I longer peanut. It's like peanut butter. And je- well, the thing is, is like whenever technically you put KY jelly on there, it's not peanut butter <laughs> no. jelly anymore. No, that is not the same. What kind but of no. what, what kind of peanut butter? This is a better question. <laughs> see that? Okay. See. Okay. Here's the thing. I will allow people to get creamy or chunky because that's I, both peanut you can, butter. You can play it off. Yeah, exactly. That is peanut butter. Do you get like Jif? Do you get Jif? Um, there's actually a sale on some other kind of peanut butter, so I got the one that's on sale. But I got super chunky. You didn't get Skippy, butter. though. I did not. You know what? Well, no, Skippy got better because they started putting sugar in. That's, <laughs> that's right. I remember as a kid, like, if you went to someone's parents' house, like, someone, like, another friend's house, and, like, someone, like, made, like, Skippy, you'd taste him like, what the fuck? This tastes like bullshit. It's because they didn't put four cups of sugar into it like that's they right. did with Jif. Exactly. God. You know, Man, grape Jif jelly. is the shit, though. But yeah, with grape jelly. I never in my life had ever met anyone who didn't put grape jelly Do in you put it on bread? Yes. What should I put it on? No! Just the, on my hands? Yeah, no, you put, like, peanut butter on one palm and jelly on the other and put it and just kind of look all... <laughs> it gets all your your face and you just look like you just ate out a peanut butter and jelly monster lady. Just, <laughs> I think that was enough for you. <laughs> she's got one of... She's got a peanut butter lady and a she's jelly just lady. just like my face, so it's okay. It's okay. Oh, vagina benders. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love man. Anyway, peanut butter jelly, grape jelly, grape jelly. I'm serious, friends who are listening. But no, what, tweet at me. Do you get a jar? Because like it's this sounds lazy. This is what three year olds eat. But like I like the peanut butter or the jelly that comes in the uh, squirt the squirt bottle. See, I will even allow that if it's grape jelly. Yeah, grape jelly, grape jelly. Okay, friends. Have at you ever Boy Howdy Podcast. Yell at me at Boy Howdy Podcast. I want to know what you put. Do we should make. Can we put polls on the website? We can actually. We totally can. Yeah. I'm just saying, grape jelly. Grape jelly. Yeah. That is what a peanut butter jelly sandwich is. That is the is. ideal. You can, that is you the platonic can, ideal. You really can't call it a... If, let's put it this way. If someone comes to your house and they ask for PB&J, you're running the risk of getting a fist fight if you show up with something that's not grape jelly. I think it's understood. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. I feel... I feel... And Foley was like, you're... No, you can do Down whatever you want. Abby. Like, <laughs> yes, Bill. Bring it around. PB&J. <laughs> What's the name? Who's the old lady? Maggie Smith? She flips the... Episode 3, she flips the fuck out when someone brings out, like... It's like a tapioca jelly or some shit like that. Oh. Nutella? Oh, she kicks the shit of, like, three people. With her little pointy boots. <laughs> Maggie oh, Smith. Oh, man, Game of Thrones! Game of Thrones ladies oh, on there. Redhead. Which Game of Thrones lady? Uh, you know nothing, Jon Snow. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she's hot. I like her. She's cute. She's great. I, I think love she's the 12, season... but she's hot. <laughs> This season of Game of Thrones, all the ladies showed up. Made me happy. Brienne all shows up. Showed up. Um, uh, yeah, she shows up. Asha What's the name shows of that character? Up. The the wild Yeah, Egret. Yeah, she's in one. Yeah, Jon Snow has regrets about Egret. That's how I remember. Oh, he's gonna now. He's gonna get his penis chopped off. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's so not bumping you... against him. Well, yeah, she's a total asshole. That's the whole point. <laughs> I like her because she is no. A, I love her character. She's a total shithead. She is a northern like Yo, she is a wild lady. What do you think of the Battle thing. of Blackwater? You were pooping all over. I, I thought it was, was terrible. Great. I just Here's thought the, the thing, direction though. was kind of stilted. Do you weird. remember the fight? Do you remember all the battle sequences in Rome? No, no because they were all off screen. <laughs> 
This is so much better. No, but just like even like there were some like really kind of like you kind of like looked like it just some of the direction just felt kind of flat in terms of like like it like sometimes it really felt kind of like generic fantasy show in a couple yeah. of shots. Oh where yeah. Or it just kind of turns into like generic medieval guys just banging away on each other with like clubs and stuff. It wasn't terrible, but it, there was something Game about where that could have just been put together more punchily just even in the editing room. And not, not even the direction, but just like, I, th- I think it kind of felt the rush of them just trying to get the episode done on time. See, here would be my counter-argument. Yeah. The editing was consistent with the rest of the editing of the show. Oh, yeah, no. Do you have the editing in that sequence be inconsistent? But like, you know what really killed me was at the end when uh, Tywin shows up and the fact that they, you know, this they changed the Battle of Blackwater so it takes yeah. place in the middle of night no, rather than the day. Which, which I was is understandable because it cuts down the budget because like if and also from a tactical standpoint i can see yeah, it's not entirely wrong but the fact that they don't end it with tywin coming into the uh throne room with dawn breaking over it from behind him that would have been such a like that's just one yeah. little detail where like you could have i could have done away with like one special effect shot from somewhere else in the episode if yeah, they just like put in a little that. bit of a cgi little dawn breaking sky behind him because that would have been perfect because yeah. you know you've got this tywin the guy who's essentially yeah. like the king of Westeros, maybe yeah. not officially, but for all intents and purposes, yeah. he is coming into the throne room for the first time that we've seen him on the show. Yeah, that could have been so much even more of like a hell hell heraldric, like yeah. like entrance. Yeah. and that was still fun. It was still nice. It but was, it was great. Like, could even had that, and especially since his arrival uh, spelled so much doom for the like the quote unquote good guys, the Starks and stuff like yeah. that. That could have been an extra twist of like, yeah, he's here. He saved everyone. Oh shit, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna be bad for everyone and in the long run. My favorite part of the whole episode, oh. I was waiting and waiting and waiting for what was gonna happen to um, Tyrion because in the book his fucking face I... gets cleaved in. He loses his nose. Well, they still damaged enough that they could he come got back a cut. next week. He got a he cut. got a cut. They did the unless the they easiest, say he got infected. They did the easiest thing to CGI or to make do makeup. I mean, because it would have been pain they in the ass. cut on his cheek and nose. Well, yeah, and you know what? He'll, he's he'll the leading, a sexy scar. He's the dwarf it leading man. They're not going to... Yeah, you, like you said this before, they're not going to fuck that up by also making him noseless. It cracked me up, though. They're lucky that they... I'm like, oh, he has a sexy scar now. It cracked me up. Yeah. But no, it was fine. It was... It was, yeah, I it was did, a good episode. I did like a Cersei sitting on the throne. I, you know, I, I liked awesome. all the way they have slightly tweaked her character for the show is fascinating. She's way more sympathetic on the TV show than she is in the books. Oh, so. Um, in the books, she is so, I think granted you get to be in her head a lot more. So you get, to, maybe, you know, this is all subtext in the show, whereas it's text in the book, mm-hmm. but she is such an, I mean, she's an idiot in this show, but she's such an idiot in the, in the books and like she thinks she's so smart and th- she thinks she's got everything under control yeah. and what i really like about the way lena hetty has been playing her is that she's totally the sort of person who's like always trying to get be in control and always trying to have a plan but you can see that it is moments away from her her own sanity is almost moments away from slipping well, away so from much her. of her uh, her situation depends on like denial of what oh yeah because like reality. everything that she's pulling she's done people are going to find out about it eventually yeah. and the part of her knows that but yeah, but like like yeah. the fact that people are gonna finally figure out that like her blonde headed kid is not Robert Baratheon's son. She yeah. she's got to know that that's not gonna yeah work. I'm really in the curious long run. to see how they handle her downfall because a lot of her downfall depends see, I don't know on she her. Has, yeah, spoilers for Game of Thrones, but well, yeah, she guess what? Shit goes bad for people in Game of Thrones. I know, yeah. but I mean, so much of her her what happens to her is a consequence of her own really foolish actions yeah and she's, yeah, i don't know why she, why she has a downfall but i, I, she, I won't go into it i know it. she does get her but it's just kicked. like it's it'll be interesting because she in the show is a lot more grounded person and i think it's smart 
and a lot more of a self-aware person. Yeah. And we're aware of her own, I don't want to say patheticness, but the sadness of her position. Whereas in the book, she's like, motherfuckers, I'm a motherfucking lion. And I may be a woman, but I'm still going to got bigger dick than you. Mur, mur, mur. You know, it's, yeah. I, I well, really I think you address this in this episode where she's yeah. talking about, like, you know, if I were... Well, that's in the book. Yeah. But no, that Did was... you see this episode was written by George R. R. Martin? Yeah. Motherfucker, what are you doing not writing your next book, man? You get back... <laughs> you get back to your family's I, I, you know, I didn't see anyone complain about it. Donald's got fucked up. That's what man, I love What happened to black guy who wanted to fuck the Queen Cersei? I was waiting for him to show up and just get at least for one shot before he gets I miss, blown up. I miss Tyrion's chain. I know why they took it out. There's but a lot of stuff out of that battle they took out. That's he also okay. took out... Um, Ah, just all tons of stuff. But Which is fine. I, I think you did not miss it in the show. You still got the gist of what I what missed the hell it happens. knowing that it was there. I still like the fact I th- like the fact that the fire was green and made it so much more yeah. eerie. That was a cool effect. That's great. And I thought it was very well done. Man, there's probably I'll probably watch that episode again sometime this weekend and, and think of a thousand things I wish I'd talked about on the podcast. But yeah, no, that was a good hour. But yeah, there was something about it. It didn't quite lack the punch of the same episode at this point in the series was last with last year's season was mm-hmm. this was this is episode nine last year's episode nine was the one where Eddard got killed and something about that this didn't quite have the same punch as I felt that way reading the books yeah that's true too Be- mostly because Ned dying is such a blow yeah. and so sets the tone and it's such a game changer but it changes the books into what they are yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna compete with that ever I don't think there is a moment as shocking to a reader or viewer in that entire book series as Ned dying Man. and I don't think you can and then the the hound. Yeah, poor hound. He's all scared of fire. It's funny because I saw a lot of people online didn't understand why he got flip freaked out towards the end of that fight. Yeah, like they... these fucker motherfuckers, his face. I was gonna say, did you know he almost get to a fight with Braun? That's no, that, was that wasn't in the books. That was well, great. I liked. Yeah, that was. I thought there was a nice. And then brought the Braun bails him out in that moment. Yeah. I thought it was a nice moment. I really like how they deal with Braun. Yeah. Braun is a great character. I like the Braun is the only smart person in the entire series, where he gets just far enough to get what he needs and then leaves. Oh, he does. He just kind of oh, wonder. Oh shit! I'm he, sorry. He just... <laughs> all the books yeah, yeah i also forget half the books so you i know may what, well have you know what? at least now i know i can invest in braun knowing that he doesn't get like unceremoniously whacked or as anything. i can remember braun is the only person who is, has a happy anything he in sneaks in gets his night chip and walks the hell away yeah. okay good because he's a smart motherfucker i'm sorry what you, okay well, what'd you think of the song the lannister song okay oh i didn't want to talk about this i forgot about this so the national has turned into a stealth nerd band that's a creepy ass song so the national did the song the reigns of castamere which yeah. is which is the lannister song I the moral realize... of which is don't fuck with us yeah i didn't realize that was a pre-existing song because i guess it's in the books I, I guess it's in the books and so other people have adapted it's so it funny so funny it's on that you YouTube? have not paid attention because it comes up in the books all the fucking time i never paid attention. to the point where i'm like seriously we're gonna bring up the reigns of castamere again did you notice that Tyrion's actually whistling that when he yeah. first shows up like in the first episode Episode. I didn't yeah. realize that's what like when, yeah when he first shows up and tells everyone oh hey I'm the hand now he's like yeah yeah, yeah that's but yeah no that was so yeah so friends listen and, and you know what the other things too I didn't realize that song is about Tywin and yeah. I didn't realize that the uh, Lannisters are relatively oh, like I guess they must have been rich back then but like they have I I was assumed their status as the richest family in uh, the kingdom was always that's been a generational thing I guess they're relatively new money because they have not become as powerful as they have been since Tywin took over. I can't remember. Because that song is all about how Tywin killed this guy yeah. and usurped that guy 
whoever the Lord of Castamere was. Yeah. And so, so yeah, the Tywin's kind of made the Lannisters who they are. I didn't know that. The thing about the Reigns of Castamere is that the Assuming song, the song yeah. was done for the show by the National. The National also did Exile Vilify. Which doesn't even sound like the same guy to for, me. For Portal 2. Yeah, someone else. I had, like what they're doing. Yeah. This this whole still. I can deal with the National. That was only yeah, it was a creepy rendition. And Bron gets good. to sing the song. I love it. There's National. a naked lady on his lap. I'm just saying. Yeah. The National is great. I, if you guys ever, if you guys like the, you should always look up their music. And if you like them at all, go see them in concert. They're so really what happens good next week's episode? I all of Game, I read all of Game of Thrones in one go. Danny's... So the books are one inter- uninterrupted thing for me. And it's going to be weird because Danny's going to go to the House of Undying, which is going to be some weird magic bullshit. I don't know how they're going to do that because they clearly blew all their budget on this last episode. I think it's going to be one guy with a little puppet, like a little puppet show. <laughs> this is your future, Daenerys Targaryen. Uh, yeah. And I guess what? So, and you're going to see Jon Snow do his thing where he does spoilers. Everything is so changed. No, you don't have to run. Everything is so changed with Jon Snow's experience in the North. I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen. Oh, what's his. Oh, that's right. This was last week's episode where Rob Stark fucked uh, Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter. <laughs> that was that's a cute... Right. Did we talk no, about that last week? But that was the only not really. le- legitimate romance scene that we've seen on the show so far. Yeah. Where it wasn't just like brute fucking, but it was actually two people actually love. liking each other and having yeah. sex. It wasn't just like... Uh, I uh. love Kat's conversation with him where he's basically like, you are king and you can't... And I was like, oh, Which they actually pulled that in from the third book. Because yeah. I just started reading the third book and that's actually how the yeah. third book actually begins. But that's interesting. I like the fact that they're pulling things around. Anyway, so oh, that's Game of Thrones. That was good, though. Oh, Cat. Cat, man. So I guess... When is the Red Wedding happening? Let's. You want to talk about spoilers? We're not going to. Book three. I is looked that, it up because I couldn't remember. No, 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 no. Books. Oh, well, I know the next two seasons are going to be book three because, like, yeah. uh, book three is big enough and they're going to have to, like, make two seasons out of it. Yeah. Does Red Wedding happen earlier or sooner in that book, do you think? I vaguely remember. remember it happens in the I'm first I'm wondering half. if this is going to be next season's episode nine, where it's the big calamitous event. I vaguely remember it happened early on because I was like, or maybe not, I can't remember. Like, is it all the books are one big blur to me? Spoilers. Spoilers are funny, there's a red wedding. Well, no, I, I accidentally got spoiled on, on Game of Thrones just because when I was reading the book, I was like, what do these people look like to other people? Because yeah. I love fan art. Yeah. I find it fascinating, so, especially for books. So I went Googling, and the first result are I found... Are you going to spoil the red wedding? No. Okay. I'm just going to say the first result I found was just an image called the red wedding. And I was like, I maybe shouldn't. And then the preview loaded in. I was like, oh. motherfucker. Fortunately, the depiction... It was just a bunch of people in armor and shit. So I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. Eating so, soup. but still, the whole time I'm reading the book, I'm like, fuck, what the fuck is the Red Wedding? When the fuck is it going to happen? <laughs> oh, anyway, so. Community uh, ended this week. Yeah. How was it, Bill? It was okay. <laughs> I don't know what, the, you know, I don't even know why I'm bringing it up, but like, it's, for all intents and purposes, that is the end of the community because it was the season finale and it's also the last episode that Dan Harmon's show creator is going to be involved with. And it was interesting because I guess when they made the episode, they didn't know whether or not the show was ever going to come back. Yeah. And so it kind of acts as kind of like a little bit of a series finale, which is fitting because, yeah, for all intents and purposes, that's also a series finale. Yeah. And it kind of ends with, uh, man, they had Gillian Jacobs. So, well, speak, going back to speaking of Korra, uh, there was no Legend of Korra this week. Sadly, no. I guess no one, uh, a lot of TV shows will not air a brand new episode of a TV show if it's going to air like Labor or Memorial Day weekend, because I guess Memorial Day oh. weekend is notoriously a te- terrible day for television. That makes because sense. Because I guess everyone's, this is the first day where outside. everyone's outside, yeah, yeah. Or like barbecuing and stuff like that. So I guess that's why they skipped on Cora this week. Hmm. But uh, in a uh, friend of the show, Emily Carroll, she alerted me to the fact that the lady who does the voice of Cora on The Legend of Cora, Janet Varney, she has a podcast. Yeah. 
And so I was listening to that this week. I'm uh, watching it's a really new great. episode of Korra. Yeah, it's called the JV Club. You can find it on iTunes. It's yeah. hosted by Janet Varney. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it's really great because it's her basically talking to all sorts of different women about um, being a young woman. And she used to be the host of like Dinner and a Movie on TBS. Yeah. That's yeah. where I recognize her from. Yeah. yeah. But she's older, though. Because, you know, she plays like an 18-year-old Korra. Yeah. But she's like my age. She's like 36. And so it's great because, you know, and well, yeah, well, you talk about her show because, yeah, you, the lady stuff. It's really good. It's good. I but really no, but she it. talks to, like, to, yeah, was no, it, like Connie Chung. Stuff you talk. Well, yeah, no, I've only listened to two episodes and I can't her remember. Her guests are nuts. Well, it's just like, yeah, she talks, to, but it's really great because it's about all the different experiences of this woman and what they share in common. And yeah. it's really good. And she doesn't talk about about their recent projects necessarily. She no. just talks about, like, them growing up and what kind of yeah. challenges they had just growing up as a lady and stuff yeah. and working in the entertainment industry. Yeah. She talks to Christina Hendricks and how Christina Hendricks was goth and how she was, like, in high school, Christina Hendricks like made fun of models and stuff like that. But then she became a model herself and became yeah. an actress known for her tits and stuff like that. And it's just interesting. And it, it, invariably, it seems in every episode, uh, Janet Varney ends up asking about like her subjects' depression because I guess Janet Varney's got depression stuff. That's good. It's that's really great. Good. That's good. I, like, that's a positive. I'm not highly about recommended. That. It's re- it's always an interesting conversation. And it's funny because like, she she's a funny lady too. She's a comedian. And so she knows how to keep the topic rolling, even though she has long podcasts. Some of those episodes are like two hours long. <laughs> She's Brr. no comment. She also commented in one of my Twitter comments online, and it made me happy. Oh, I told her I, I was listening to her show while dressed in fat Mako cosplay, and she favorited and then retweeted that. And I was like, yes, let, let the voice of Cora likes me. That's right. No, but um, uh, so speaking of Legend of Cora, oh, she can't ever hear this episode for talking about her porn. With uh, <laughs> no! Janet Marty, shut the it's not Janet Marty's no. porn. <laughs> Did you know the voice the lady does the voice of Lynn on on uh, Legend of Korra? She is who's the Nazi lady on what's Mike Myers spy movie stuff? Austin Powers. Yeah, she's the one who's like the Nazi, like oh, what you're doing. She's like the stepmom of Seth. I have Green. never seen any of the Austin Powers movie. Okay, well, this is funny if you know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's going? on? Wait, were you gonna say something? Well, no, I was gonna say what else is going on in your life. Phil is gonna try and steer you on. <laughs> I well, no, that's it. I was gonna talk about new. St- on, um, uh, did I talk about one through the keyhole? Now? You said you were gonna talk about it this week. Uh, went through the key. Uh, went through the keyhole is Stephen King's latest book it's his latest dark tower book uh too mm-hmm. which have i gone off about the dark tower book before not on the podcast i don't think uh dark tower series is about this cowboy who is traveling through this parallel world uh that's filled with all kinds of science fiction medieval weird junk and stuff like that and he's trying to find this thing called the dark tower in order to keep collapse from uh in order to keep uh, the world from collapsing in on itself because the dark tower is this Doorway to all these multiple parallel worlds, and all these multiple parallel worlds, including ours, are falling apart. Right, and it's all this—it's this crazy. It's—it's it's this really interesting series that ended very poorly. Uh, but he did come out with a new book that—it's uh, kind of like a side story. You don't have to have read the Dark Tower books to to get this book, and it's really short. A lot of Stephen King books are like eleven hundred pages long. This is like four hundred pages long. Yeah, it's a little story within a story within a story. It's a fairy tale nested within two larger like. Uh, uh, container stories, which is mm-hmm. really interesting, and the fairy tale story in the middle of the book is really interesting. 
Or not really interesting, but it's just really well written. It's Stephen King not necessarily doing horror. He's doing fantasy stuff. Hmm. But it's really cool. He had a book about 20 years ago called The Eyes of the Dragon. Yeah. And this kind of fits into that world where it's a kind of, it's almost kind of a Game of Thrones thing where it takes place in this fantasy world where there's dragons and stuff like that, but it's more about political maneuvering and stuff like that. And yeah, this book kind of plugs into that universe. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it still involves some gunslinger stuff. It's still tied into Roland and and that whole story and the whole Dark Tower thing. But it's just nice and there's a lot of, you can can feel the influence of J.K. Rowling on Stephen King because there's a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff about magic and about how magic like kind of failing you and like. The power of magic and fate, and it's just good. It's just a nice. It's not the world's biggest or most interesting story, but it doesn't have to. Stephen be. King does not write short books that are very concise and or have decent endings. And man, this book ends with this little revelation about uh, the main character of the Dark Tower series about a uh, little revelation about his past, which actually there there I ties together this one little plot thread that never really got tied together in the main books in such a way that like I was actually a little teary-eyed at the end of it. I was Aww. like, oh man, and great and that's just it's 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 actually got an ending. It doesn't just stop abruptly and that's the end of the book. Stephen King is terrible with like plot structure. Yeah. But in this book it's not too bad. It's good. I just I'm like glad it. you had a good time, Bill. I lent it to you, Annie will never read it by never read it. I forced a copy upon her. Just flip through it a little bit tonight is all I'm saying. Nope. I'm going to ask you about it next week, I'm is all I'm saying. I'm not interested. Ah, you're killing Bless me. Bless your heart. You would love Tim Stoutheart. He's hey, the best. Hey, you know what book we should talk about real quick? What's Speaking that? Speaking of Avatar, just to circle back to Avatar, final time. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender, The Promise. Yeah. We talked about it What'd briefly in the past. It was good. It was really good. The Promise Volume um, 2 just came out this week. So, yeah. So, it's a, a series of um, books set after the events of Avatar The Last Airbender, like immediately thereafter. Yeah. The second volume just came out this week. Any Avatar fans should really go pick these up, really. Oh! Uh, spoilers if you haven't read the book. Don't. What? I'm just saying it's just good. Saying, go read shit it. Shit gets changed a little bit. Yeah. I'm just saying if you're a shipper, oh, yeah, man, shake it up a little gonna bit. Get mad. Oh my god. Well, I wonder where they're steering with that. Yeah. I'll Are you be... wondering who Lin Bay Fong's father is? I am. I have some suspicions. Yeah, motherfucker. Oh my <laughs> Wow. It works, don't it? I'm just saying, everybody, go read but then, the promise. Oh, but then they also, because yeah. they set yeah. up, they set up. Yeah. Yeah. With... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about Avatar, and this is true of both The Last Airbender and Korra, it makes me feel like a kid again. And just yeah. the enthusiasm around it, it just totally, like, without any sort of self-awareness or any sort of self, you know, like, you know, admonition or anything like that, it's just good shit and I like being excited about it. That can't be. Yes, it can. <laughs> I never thought even—I never even thought about that romantic pairing before. Okay, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna shut this down because we're gonna annoy everyone by talking in code for the next five minutes about like which uh, which Avatar couples we like the best. God damn, this is totally a very Avatar ship friendly episode. I didn't mean yeah. it to be friends, but there we no, go. No, it's good. All right, yeah. friends, we're gonna take a little break and then we're gonna come back and talk about the Geek Week in review. Okay, we're back now. All right, friends, I'm sure I'm sure you enjoyed that. I'm yeah. sure it was four minutes of music that Bill just yeah, put in there. Yeah, it is blue. Hey, it's good music. Whatever it is, it's to- it's, it's it's choice cuts. Right. Wiki wiki whack. Oh, uh, so what's going on? All right, so the Geek Week in review. Let's take a look. You um, tell me. I'm not Rid- looking at the screen. Ridley Scott 
has said that he wants to stick Harrison Ford in the Blade Runner sequel in some capacity. Yeah! What do you think about because that? Because he said it would be amusing. <laughs> like, that's his justification. I'm really Scott, motherfucker. I want, like, if he's gonna show up, it should be Harrison Ford's face on a wanted poster or something like that. Like, 1982 era. It can't have Harrison Ford I'm surprised that Harrison Ford is even having this conversation, because didn't he notoriously have a I don't even know if this time? is a conversation. This sounds like Ridley Scott just saying he would like... You know what? Be in it, what is the context what the hell of this is quote? Scott because doing? is he just on a press circuit? And he's I like, think yeah, so. Sure, I think because it's, it's Prometheus stuff. That's sure. what I'm saying. I think this is him just spitballing. I don't think it's him saying, "Yeah, well, I talked to Harrison." Although, what the hell yeah. else is Harrison Ford doing these days? But then again, if banging whole... his wife and getting new piercings, that's really it. <laughs> Who's he married to these days? Oh, he's still married to what's her name? Oh, really? I thought they broke up or something. <laughs> oh, actually, you know, not what? I have no idea. Harrison Ford, what you do with your? I have no idea. I'm going to say right now. Before we float away from this conversation, um. What I'm really excited about with all the Prometheus docket stuff is that um, Shirley Theron has been talking about um, uh, Mad Max. They're oh, going to really? start filming Mad Max in July. It's finally happening. Oh, well, Tom Hardy was talking about that like a month or two ago. Yeah. And I, well, I can't, okay, I'm glad to see that's actually fucking happening. I wonder if they're still planning on maybe making three movies because that was the big thing that came out with uh, What's His Face, who does the yeah. Mad Max movies. Because he was like, we yeah, George Miller. He was like, well, we're going to do this one movie, but if this works out, we got I got scripts for two more movies. And everyone's like, what? Tom Hardy is so good at being an angry, crazy thug. Oh, Tom Hardy he would be fucking fantastic. He sells violence so well. I'm, I'm so excited I'm about it. I'm still wondering if he's just going to be playing Max or if he's just going to be playing like Max's son. Or No, they've said it's like it. a reboot sort of thing. Oh, okay. So, I wouldn't yeah. actually mind if they just reboot it and not even say I'm like, fine. this is Max after he fell in a vat of acid, his face got messed up. He gets, I just want it. My only sad You know what? Is... They should have Mad Max get like stung by a bee and so he got an allergy and now it just looks like Tom Hardy. <laughs> his is... Yeah, because Tom Hardy's got the stung like lips. He still like, gets all sexy like be stung Hello there. <laughs> Man, I'm just saying it's a good idea. But no, but the thing is, if they bring back Harrison Ford for a Blade Runner sequel, doesn't that negate the fact that, like, Harrison Ford is supposed to be a replicant? And, like, he only had... Well, he could be a special Ridley replicant Scott... that doesn't have a limited life su- lifeline, but... Yeah. Ridley Scott know. can also go back to saying, oh, well, it could just be blah, 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 you know, yeah. like, up to the viewer. Which would be a nice reversal. To what Ridley Scott said a couple years ago, yeah, no, he's a replicant. Yeah. I can yeah. see why people, I, I think that's what the story is, but I can see why people are pissed off at him for coming out and just spoiling it for people. Have you, so you saw Total Recall? Yeah. What do you think of that? Because technically that's another story that ends where, like, was it all a dream? Was it all reality? Well, dude, 95% of Philip K. Dick stories are, that is the What do you think of Lady the with Three Tits? Awesome? I had seen Total Recall before. Oh, I thought this was your first time. No, I've seen it before. Actually, for terrible. my 14th birthday, yeah. um, oh, I, was, I was obsessed. <laughs> At the same time in my life, when I was um, a, a chillin', um, I became obsessed with Kurt Vonnegut and Philip K. Dick. Wow. And that was all I read for a year. Jesus. I read every single Philip K. Dick book and short story, which, oh by God. the way, is an act of a masochist. And I read almost all of oh. Kurt Vonnegut, to the point where I thought the Kilgore Trout was a thinly veiled um, analogy for um, Philip K. Dick, which actually works really well. So I kind of was reading them all, like, in my brain, turning them into one big universe. Okay. Which actually works very easily. What's the thing? Why is fully convinced that Blade Runner and Alien Worlds are going to get mixed in Prometheus? Oh, no, it's not. Um, she, uh, Brenna was talking to us about this, about how um, Ridley Scott had said that they oh, yes. were going to, like, someone related to production had said that they were going to, there was a possibility that they could have, like, some crossover. Yeah, I'm assuming like if, he, if he wants to do that, it would be in the Blade Runner sequel, because it doesn't sound like Prometheus actually has any kind of Blade Runner links into it. Yeah. Unless he comes out in like, the audio commentary and says, oh, in the background, there's blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing to keeping that from happening. Hmm. 
aside from the fact that like the Prometheus universe would you think would take place a bit farther in the future because it's yeah. people like exploring like the heart reaches of space. But at the other day, who cares? Yeah, like, I was reading some article on Slash Film about know, the can, Quentin Tarantino films. You know, I was surprised that people were just discovering for the first time that like some of those films are interconnected. Some of them are. Well, no, I mean it's been, always been a thing. Like I knew that before I even watched Tarantino films. Like, yeah. There's always the same cigarettes. And yeah, always the, red, the same red apple cigarettes. And yeah, the Vega like, Brothers. Yeah, but no, um, like, uh, like, and he said he is, but Quentin Tarantino is fed the flames by saying he's got his movie movies and then his real movies. You know. It's like, oh, because he was talking about like Kill Bill and a couple of yeah. the other movies are movies that would exist within the other. Yeah, Tarantino. that people have seen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. hence the. Um, Actually, that doesn't work. I was about to say, like, hence the pussy wagon keychain in Death Proof, because the ladies at Death Proof had seen Kill Bill. But you could, Death Proof exists in the same universe. See, now I'm going down the fucking That, is, that would be a movie that Death would be Proof, seen, but, yeah. But Death Proof exists in the same universe as Planet Terror. Does it? Yeah. How? Um, the Not sheriff, that I remember much about. The sheriff and son number one and son number two. Oh, that's right. Son number one is in one and son number two is in the other. Oh, okay. And there's some other connection too. That's not anyway, it's one of those idea, things though. where it's like it's for semantics, maybe. Well, but the the, all the, this... the bear Jew is the grand either is, is the, the father of the yeah. movie producer in True Romance. Yeah, man, that fucking movie. have you but seen no, True Romance? Yes, I have. That's a cute movie. That you know what? Some, it's a cute the movie dealer, for racist the, goddamn tirades in that movie. The antique dealer I worked for back in Texas. That is her number one favorite. A movie. lot of people like that. It cracks me up that that is someone's favorite movie. I've met a lot of people who True Man for Romance is their number one favorite. Kim is movie. huge. That's one of his tops. Man, you I don't. Would, I am would... not on Team True Romance. I gotta say, it is. I like it. Okay. Oh, in Alabama from True Romance, she once went ran around with uh, Mr. White from uh, Reservoir Dogs. You still haven't seen Reservoir Dogs? Have I have you? not. I think that's that and Jackie Brown are the only two Tarantino Jackie movies. I've never I know seen. a lot of people go to bat for Jackie Brown, but that's a slow movie. It's Tarantino. It's not... In Tarantino, well, either little... someone's getting shot in the face, or it's a 45-minute conversation about toast. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tarantino, don't get me wrong. Well, yeah, there's giant stretches of Rush Dogs, too, that are super slow, too. But It's every Tarantino movie, you just don't remember them because yeah. then something badass happens. Yeah, that's true. The difference is, it's like, Tar- Inglorious Bastards is one of the few Tarantino movies where whenever something badass happens, there's a part of me that's like, come on, come on, skip to I the... want Prometheus to end with, uh, suddenly in- they land in the middle of the battle from Kingdom of Heaven. <laughs> Inexplicably, it's not anyway, just alien space stuff. That was but it's our... also What do you think about? Did you see all the reviews about Prometheus coming out? And, I like, don't want to read anything about it. Prometheus. Well, of course, because everyone's been jizzing over it. Yeah. Did you it's... see Yahtzee had a, a a graph that he posted? I saw this somewhere. Yahtzee, Yahtzee from Crochet? yeah. He was a thing. It's like um uh like it was basically a graph that was like uh, <laughs> on the y axis was good game, bad game. And then the x-axis was, like, lots of, and, like, really excited, not excited. And so it was, like, good game, not excited, surprise! You know, bad game, not excited, okay. You know, like, good game, excited, great! Bad game, excited, fucking suicide! <laughs> That's what it is, dude, you know? It's I'm like... s- still surprised that people are so excited about Prometheus. Just because, like, every- people like alien movies, but I didn't realize people, like, Loved alien movies that goddamn much. I Especially cried. Especially the first one. Sky Captain the World of Tomorrow made me cry. Yeah. If you are really invested in something and it disappoints you, you're going to be fucking well, I guess this is, big, this is We talked about this a little bit before, but this is the big deal of it. It's not necessarily that it's an alien prequel or sequel or whatever, but it's Ridley Scott doing sci-fi again, which yeah. he only did twice. Yeah, Bill, Bill was like, why does anyone care? He, he did with Alien and Blade Runner, yeah. and both times he knocked it out of the ballpark. Those are literally some of the best sci-fi films ever made. Yeah. 
Though what's interesting about both those movies is that you can make the argument that those are just really good movies that just happen to be sci-fi, as opposed to necessarily being sci-fi movies. Yeah, because Alien's a horror movie that just yeah. has to take place in space. And Blade, and Blade Runner, Runner really is a salsa like a... Uh, breakdancing movie. <laughs> it is, of course, um, the movie that certainly Ballroom <laughs> was remade into. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Tears and salsa. So that's what I'm curious about Prometheus to see what it is. Yeah, but Ridley Scott, he either wakes up and makes a good movie you get or takes good, a nap. Yeah, you get good Ridley or you get bad Ridley. There's yeah. no like mediocre. Well, <laughs> no. King of Heaven. Well, Ridley, I want to oh, go between like not. that just because. No, 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 no. I do not just like Kingdom of Heaven because because Kingdom of Heaven is one of my favorite movies, motherfucker. I love it too. Empirically, it's a little gimpy. Ah. Uh, I Someday love we need to have a our favorite movies podcast. Have we and never just, had one yet? Not. We did our favorite games, but we did not do our favorite movies. Oh my god! But anyway, and then we can have the Kingdom of Heaven conversation, or we should just be honest with ourselves and just have a Kingdom of Heaven episode. Mike, that'll kill. <laughs> no I, one I will, will do listen. that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, but if anyone's allowed to criticize Ridley Scott, it's us too, just because we've had our hearts broken in the past. Especially you, more than me, because uh, you're more invested in the Crusades and Robin Hood than I am. Uh, and Kingdom of Heaven, Robin Hood, especially Robin Hood, just broke your fucking heart. No, Kingdom of Heaven is, I think, a triumph and more than it. I think it is more Bro, success. Starring, uh, what's his face, too? Orlando Bloom. It is more success than, than not. Um, Prometheus, I'm really trying not to be too into it or too excited about it so I can just walk out of it having a good time. Because all, all I really want is to go watch a sci-fi movie and have a good time. I don't get to do that Have you seen often. The Avengers? Yeah, I saw The Avengers. I would okay. not call that a sci-fi movie. No, no, no. I was just talking to Dylan and Katie before they left before, and they had, still have not seen The Avengers. And Dylan was like, I just want to go see it so I can understand all these Loki jokes. That, all these <laughs> Loki memes that people keep on posting. And she was like, well, I think I'm going to watch Thor first. And then watch the Avengers. I was like, man, you don't have to watch Thor. Thor's not terrible. You but like the best Thor. part of Loki like. lo- is in the Avengers. You could you could easily make that argument. Yeah, because he's, he's the, the actors are good, but he need to go script. He need work come out of mouth. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we're Kenneth gonna try and move on. Let's keep did the, as well as you could. Let's have keep you the seen the four hour version of Hamlet? Cameron Braun directed. I am not. With I I am Billy not. Crystal. This is why I had to not be an English major. I do not like Shakespeare. I could give two shits about Shakespeare. You know who likes Shakespeare? Everyone in the universe. Janet Varney, voice of Cora. Anyway, no. So Kenneth Branagh, by definition, is not in my wheelhouse. Though I really did like his um, uh, Frankenstein. Much Do about nothing. I never saw that. I don't see. Is it, it Much Do about nothing? I don't know. Sure. Which is that was... the one where he's Benedict and, and Beatrice, and it's Emma Thompson? I have been lying about my Shakespeare knowledge all my life. <laughs> I really don't know. All I know from Shakespeare is Blackadder, and I've never been to Blackadder. I'm Adder. just saying people should go to Prometheus <laughs> the way I go to any given Shakespeare thing, where it's like, I, I just, guess. I just hope you don't get AIDS okay. from this screen. Anyway, we're gonna move on with it. that was only the first note of our geek week interview so <laughs> we let's book it five different things though um, yeah. so uh, a trailer um for the old school version of et on blu-ray was released without the walkie talkies so this is the original et this trailer came out and no one cares it's weird because it was 20 years ago et came out and that was the biggest thing in the fucking world yeah like you, you think of all the movies that have all the movies from the 80s that have such huge mind share with people yeah. these days even the goonies the go- people have a bigger, like, ten times the boner for the Goonies these days than yeah. they do for E.T., which is weird, because the Goonies well, only made a fraction of the money that E.T. made back... Here would be my argument. The e- E.T., at the end of the day, was not a 
alien movie. It was a feel good movie. Yeah. It was something your mom went to go it wasn't see. A science fiction. That's why it, it wasn't was like huge. a genre movie, really. Yeah. Whereas The Goonies is a movie you totally, you know, join a fan club about. Oh, it's a grandma t-shirts. movie, is what you're saying. It's for well, grandmas, not no, for kids. My point being that E.T. is for everyone. It's the everyone. we of movies? The we. Yes. Actually, that is a great <laughs> metaphor. It's not entirely terrible, but. Yeah. And people are really excited about it, and everyone bought one, but then wow. it just gathers dust. Okay. And then they move on with their lives. I assume because it wasn't shown on HBO all the time as a kid, and that's why no one cares about it. Because <laughs> it seems to me like more, no matter how good or bad a movie is, how often it played on HBO, like in the mid 80s, over and over again, like 12 times a day, really helped out how legendarily whatever that movie is these well, days. Well, you know, I, I really feel like there's some, like that movie hat comes out every year. It's the movie that everyone watches and everyone talks about and everyone is excited about. And then four years later, no one. Wait, which movie? E.T.? Well, yeah, a movie like E.T., where yeah. everyone goes see it. It's like the Forrest Gump, you're saying? It's sort the Forrest of. Gump of like yeah. the 80s? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's bad or anything but no, like that. But, but yeah, I think that's, that's interesting because, like, like, like you grow up, you you have your favorite eighties movies. You don't yeah. give a shit about ET though. I never, I never saw ET until I was actually. That's what I'm saying. Why I wasn't that part of more? I saw ET when I was like twenty two. I wonder if that's part, like I said, of partially because it wasn't on home video for the longest time in Maybe. the eighties and was never really shown on TV that often. Maybe. Like, it was kept like such a special. It was kept in it was the in vault the too vault. long. Yeah, yeah and it kind of rotted in the vault. I mean, ET is actually still one of my favorite uh, Spielberg movies, just from even a technical point of view. I love ET. I think it's great. But yeah, just no one. I don't think anyone hates it. But yeah, everyone's kind of indifferent. But oh, ET. It's like oh, the magic. Bring home the magic of ET. That's like, everyone's like okay. <laughs> Magic, beautiful. But maybe it's exactly like Forrest Gump, so it's like, why? I don't want to watch fucking Forrest Gump again. I saw Forrest Gump. Yeah, I want to watch Alien. I like your Forrest Gump metaphor. Yeah, no, well, you guys are shit, but yeah, Forrest Gump was best like picture whatever, over Pulp Fiction. Whatever reason I can think, like, whatever movie I can think of, like, that recently was, like, The Blind Side. So, like, like your mom went to go see The Alien Blind Side. Alien is the, is the Pulp Fiction to E.T.'s Forrest Gump, is what you're saying. <laughs> there your we mo- go. Movies made really close to each other. Yeah. But one's actually known for being badass movie about an alien. The other yeah. one's just, no, gay alien, gay bear. <laughs> sure. Gay dick neck alien. Anyway, I'm going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> dick neck. <laughs> I'm going to start calling that movie, hey, dick neck. <laughs> Bill, you read your next note. What happened? Oh, no, and I, just, I do like the fact that it's original version, too. Like, Spielberg totally came out and said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going back. I like that Spielberg came out and said, Lucas was wrong. I regret doing that. Speaking of gay slander. <laughs> Yes, uh, Elliot calls someone penis breath, and they cut that out of the special edition. I wonder, I wonder if the, like the gay slander is going back in. The mm. saying, penis breath. <laughs> There's your title this week's podcast. <laughs> P.S. Bill, please don't title this episode <laughs> penis breath. Okay, so next thing is Jeff Keeley says that. Well, this is actually ties, and we're going to talk about a lot of pre E3 stuff yeah. next week. Is E3? Uh, Jeff Keeley says the Wii U won't be powerful enough to run the next version of the Unreal Engine. What the fuck? He since came out and said that it's not that the Wii U can't run the Unreal Tournament Engine 4, which is the the Unreal Engine 3 was the engine, was the video game engine, which a lot of the biggest AAA games in this generation ran on. Yeah. And if next generation works out anything like this previous generation did, that's going to, that, that, this Unreal Engine 4 is going to run a shitload of mainstream games. Yeah. The Wii can't run that, what the fuck? But then Jeff Keighley came out and said he didn't mean to say they can't run the next version of... The we we it just for so he he came out and said that uh, the Unreal Engine four just isn't being targeted for the Wii U, which sounds oh. weird. Well, of course not. And no one knows what that means. Like, what do you mean not targeted? Like the like 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 
Epic sure? doesn't know what the specs are of the system, and they're, so uh, they can't, like... Who Who is making... Like, the kind of games you make with the Unreal Engine are not a game that are for Nintendo's demographic. I know, exactly. But still, it's like, they still want should want to be able to port that stuff. Over. I'm really curious to see about the Wii U, because the... We'll the, find out in a couple days, but yeah. The only way that Nintendo has made their nut was by going to non-gamers. They lost gamers. They did. They And I they're mean, trying to come back now. But then it was sh- yeah. with news like this, where it may not be able to run, like... Yeah. Like does Bioshock run on Unreal? I can't remember, but like I'm not that sort of nerd. I don't know. I know it doesn't but, run on like Bioshock Convince not going to run on Bi- Unreal Engine Four. Yeah. But still, like this is like if this is true, if anything works out, like damn, you can't have a console that makes games look shitty anymore. Yeah, no. Like this is an era when everybody has an HDTV, or excuse me, everyone who has the 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 luxury of having the money to buy a video game console has a high definition television. And you made a good point where Nintendo's kind of burned down the relationship with hardcore gamers, but yeah. they've already lost all the all the casual gamers they well, want with the Wii. Well, and nothing that so, I've seen in the Wii U is for the casual gamer. Yeah, but none of it's for the hardcore gamer. Too. Yeah. I will find out exactly what the specifics, specifics are on Tuesday when they ha- actually unveil the final version of the Wii U and hopefully talk about pricing and, and date. I am so excited the that E3 that, is coming but... up because I'm ready to be excited about something again. Yeah, especially games, games that just kind of like, meh. That hit, did you see the Hitman Blood Money trailer that everyone was upset about this week? Did which you see was what bullshit. Penny Arcade said? Oh, oh well, God. Video games is a medium and we should oh. be able to accept. I, you know what? I can see okay. what he's talking about. No, no, no. I get it. Okay, let's take a step back. So, well, let's start from the start. For yeah. folks who are not necessarily familiar, the the trailer for the newest Hitman movie came Which I've never played any of those games. So the Hitman games have always played with, you know, sexy ladies, like most games do. But this trailer featured um, Hitman... He is um, changing. <laughs> I don't know his name. Is it Hitman? Bald yeah. guy. Well, by my understanding, I've also not played the Hitman movies, but, but games. Excuse me. By my understanding, the whole thing about the Hitman games is that you like you were paying a series of assassins who were like maybe clones or something. So when your dude died, he died. Oh, okay. And he was like, bring in another one, you know, like that sort of thing. <laughs> so this is like one of those clones has gone rogue or something. Yeah. And that's why he's got the band aid over his barcode. Oh, and stuff. okay. Anyway, so he is cleaning his wound and putting in on cleaner clothing, and he puts on his suit and his leather gloves and everything like that. Meanwhile, a school bus of nuns stops outside. Sexy S and M. So no, no, no. Here's the thing: because they start, they walk out, and they're like, oh, those, those, uh, um, what are they? called habits are really uh tailored mm-hmm. and then they take off their habits to reveal um leather snm gear below and bazookas and submachine this guns. is how they're going to take out this hitman guy it's yeah. just by blowing up his hotel room with a bazooka and yeah. they all line up in a row just for one lady to fire a bazooka at his front door yeah and like even like oh, go ahead and then he fights them and it's a pretty gruesome fight he, he stabs the shit he out of these women death. yeah yeah there's some garrett and there's some people are wondering what why are ladies upset that these sluts are being murdered <laughs> in this tra- like butchered so in needless this trailer. to say there has been kerfuffle slut about... butcher i love that game slut butcher <laughs> So, uh, and, uh, there's been a lot of kerfuffle around it, and, um, you know. Even, even aside from the sexual politics aside, the fact, like, the the way they're, uh, putting out this game by suggesting the type of other assassins you're gonna fight are people who show up in a bus with a rocket launcher. <laughs> of course they're gonna lose! What kind of assassin? This is not, like, this is not the enemies Jason Bourne would be fighting in a Jason Bourne movie. Imagine if there's the trailer for, a, for a, a, like, a Hollywood movie that you're supposed to take seriously. Yeah. People would be laughing their asses off and not in the fun, right kind of way. Yeah. Like, yeah, this totally just... Yeah, uh, it's so just, but so, it's terrible on uh, a couple different levels. So people people are having conniption about it, and yeah. um, uh, Tycho from Penny Arcade did a blog post about it, and basically his Sexual argument politics. boiled down to, by the way, anytime any of the dudes from Penny Arcade talk about women's at all, at all, in any regard, 
I fucking like every <laughs> single muscle in my body tenses up because they're about Run to say something away, yeah. that is earnest. I didn't read the whole thing. Well, no, I did read the whole thing. His thing basically no! boiled down to a anybody who has a boner for a dead woman is already sick. So who cares? I'm like, uh. I did appreciate what he was saying. Where it's a medium, you have to be able to not embrace, but at least accept the fact that like there's gonna be wide swaths of whatever you don't like being produced. You can't just necessarily go out and like attack everybody produces something you don't like. But at the same time, it's just like... But you can't hold people accountable. And I, you know, as a woman... That shouldn't negate you from being angry about it and talking about it. And yeah. I, as a woman, seeing that... Because there's a thing I always go through, and we talked about it before, is that I do not feel welcome as a gamer. Yeah. I yeah, do not exactly, feel... Yeah. That just... is not the sort of thing that brings the la- that makes the ladies feel good about this themselves. This is putting another brick on the wall of Annie Go Away. Yeah. Video games are for... Yeah. And it's just like, that just makes me... And I, you know what? That sort of game, abstractly, would be the sort of game that I would want to play. I thought there's great wrong. things about this game. Supposedly those games are fantastic. And apparently they're taking a lot of pages from Assassin's Creed's book with this yeah, one. But and it's like... But so it's just... And I, there's nothing wrong with sexy ladies. I really don't mind. Like... Well, it's sexy ladies game. But, like I said, fucking I mean, I don't butcher. necessarily object to... I don't know. It was just like... it. Like, I had this whole conversation with my sister about Game of Thrones. Yeah. And we started talking about Spartacus, like, Blood in the Sand. Because we... I forgot, because I was like, how can you watch Game of Thrones? And then I remembered that she loved Spartacus, Blood in the Sand, and I liked it, too. So we were talking about it, and we talked about how one of our favorite things about Spartacus was that it's filled with beautiful men walking around naked. So you get to see lots of butts and dongs, which you never get to in TV. Yeah. And she was talking about how exciting that was. Not that she cared or that she necessarily... No, just that, that But it was happening. just the equal opportunity. I love that you always you know? have to, when it talks about sex, when you're just talking about equal opportunity sexual sexual imagery, you always have to, def- like, hey, you always, you always have to, like, like not that you got turned on by Dude, it. Dude, but the fact that it's happening. I like beautiful men. Yeah, I will say saying. that right now. I like beautiful women. I, my, one of the reasons, I talked about this, one of the reasons why I love Prince Persia Sands of Time is that, if anything, that protagonist gets sexualized as the game goes on, because he takes yeah, exactly, off his yeah. shirt during the course of the game. I love that, and I enjoyed it, and Nathan Drake is a nice butt, and I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm not going to stand here on my high horse Man. and say, I don't get boners at things. You think they're going to show lots of Last of Us stuff at this E3? Uh, hopefully. I Man, I, hopefully, I am Man. so ready to get excited about something. Come on, E3. So what? Yeah. So this is. Oh, I, is this our pre three podcast? <laughs> I guess. Uh, is that all we have to say about Slut Butcher Five or whatever the fuck? Uh, no. Yeah, that's. There's not. Well, whatever. I. So, it's and I'm. I'm like at the end of the day, basically, yes, we can have different voices in gaming. That's fine. This is not a different voice. This is the same voice no, shouted. This is, this is this is the same stupid bullshit voice in gaming that's been going since the er, like early nineties, where it's all just yeah. It's I, mean, all... I don't object to Grindhouse shit. This is not Grindhouse. Like this is just tone deaf stupid. Like, yeah. really, I think what I objected to was that that dude. I know that that, I mean, really. Like, when I look at that and think about it, like, that's, like, there's this terrible movie called Bitch Lap that I really enjoyed. And I admit I got it because it has my favorite skeevy stunt woman, Zoe Bell, in it. But it is just three hours of women fighting other women. Yeah. And it's just exploitational off the balls. But, like, but it's, like, equal exploitational. But, like I said, it's, yeah, this it's, is, this is a dude fully clothed. It just makes you embarrassed to be a gamer. Yeah. Aside, like, 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 I, I can't get as gut wrenchingly riled up because I'm not a woman. Like I, I can get, I can, I, I can be a white knight or whatever, get upset on behalf of women. But at the same time, just even aside, like I said, from the sexual politics side, yeah, it's just, just no. kind of dopey. Yeah, it's just, and stupid. it doesn't, it feels out of balance. Yeah, like it doesn't, like that didn't seem like the world. Like when a bu- if a bus full of stripper nuns with the bazookas walked out of a like in, in Saints Row, that makes sense. 
Although mm. since Saints Row, you you might you might turn into the Hulk and like rip those ladies in half, <laughs> and that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> or you, or you suck them into a vacuum cleaner, shoot them into space. Yeah, but yeah, there's know, something man. about it's like Colin likes fetishizing the violence against women. Yeah. And people who don't understand that are just they're, and they're just Tycho's retarded. Tycho's argument basically boiled down to you know like people who get off to women being killed are fuckers anyway. Man, and there were arguments online where people were like, "Well, it's violence against women. There's violence against men all the time in games. This is just kind of like this is mm. e- this is what equal rights gets you is that women like if you want equal rights uh. for women, they should be allowed to be like murdered and stuff like that." And I'm just like, it reminded me. I, uh, I keep thinking of um, for whatever reason that make, that argument makes me think of the Machinist. Which was the Jason Statham movie that came out a few years ago, which mm-hmm. was really good. I really liked it. There's a scene where um, his bro Ben Foster, he's training Ben Foster Is to be an thing? assassin. Is that the thing? Oh, Ben Grimm. Yes, you're thinking Ben Grimm. Okay. Yes, a rock man. He's training a <laughs> rock man to be an assassin. No, he's t- training this kid Ben Foster to be an assassin, okay. and he f- he figures out that they have to get this guy alone to kill him, and so and the guy is gay. So Ben Foster seduces him, and there's this really intense, violent scene. And it was really interesting because in any other movie, that would have been a woman going to seduce this guy, and then this really violent scene. Yeah. And that was actually an interesting variation on the theme, and an interesting, like, that is, like, a, an interesting road you can go down when you're talking about gender equality. Did you hear at the Olympics? Yes, um, Bill. Here comes the joke. Back up the joke. Boop, boop, boop. All the ads are just going to be a, a slut butcher five. <laughs> all the instead of no McDonald's ads, it's all just going to be like, it's it's. So it's just going to be gymnasts news. being stabbed and blown up. A and... lot of people are thinking that at E3, Nintendo will reveal a 3DS Pro. Because I guess Amazon in Europe ran out of 3DSs; they're no longer in stock. Mm-hmm. So people are just assuming there's going to be a new 3DS. What do they think? I was just trying to think of. I was just trying to find the list of things that people think are going to happen at E3. Oh. There's a very short fucking list. Yeah. The big I mean, the big thing is going to be Nintendo stuff, just because there, there's a tiny slight chance there might be a 3DS revision. Yeah. The more details about the Wii U, which are, no one already cares about. Any, everyone's just waiting for an excuse to care about the Wii U, it yeah. seems, this year. And I guess Microsoft is just going to be showing Kinect and, like, app stuff, like turning the Xbox into an entertainment box. I did which isn't a bad they're... idea, but it's not, for hard, for gaming news, that's not interesting. Well, I mean, they're they're not stupid. They know what market they're going for. Oh, they've for. won the console war, so what the fuck do they care about? Well, now, now they're yeah. going for the people who don't want to buy consoles. They're yeah. going for families and shit. They're yeah. smart. I mean, they, they didn't they come out with a thing late recently that said most people who use the Xbox do not use it to play video games? Oh, man, Amazon Instant Prime? Yeah. View, video stuff just came? Oh, Monica. It's got, like, America's Test Kitchen and stuff like that. <laughs> stuff that's not on Netflix? Yeah. America's Test Kitchen is great. They have, what, what's their magazine that JoJo always gets? America's Test Cooking Kitchen or something like that? That's a really good cooking show, but mm-hmm. it's not just, like, they have, like, Julia Child and, like, they have old, like... Seasons of Sesame Street, yeah, and all oh, great stuff that's not on. Uh, what's the other thing? It's not Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, like I was watching some. Yeah, I mean, I like. Though I worry if Microsoft isn't inundating their marketplace with too many ways to watch video. It's all kind of noise at this point. It needs to be central. Well, they need to get a better interface. Well, there will be a new interface uh, unveiled for the new Xbox when it co- like when it's unveiled next well, year. Well, they usually but, like, come up with some new renovation every fall. No, that's true too. I don't know be, with the new Xbox coming out next year. I don't know if we'll, whether or not yeah. it's worth for them to come up with a new to, re, to completely revise the Xbox interface just when there's going to be a new Xbox coming out in a year anyway. Oh, do some sort of tweet. But yeah, Sony's like who the fuck knows what Sony's doing? 
because they God knows they're they're probably at least a year or two away from unveiling a new console. Yeah. And I, the, the only thing that came out that sounds interesting from Sony is that they did unveil it like this weekend. They're going to unveil EverQuest Two. Did you hear about this came out today? No. Uh, Sony Online. This I guess this is going to be on the PlayStation. I is this going to be on the PlayStation Three? I think. It's EverQuest 2, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a sequel to the original EverQuest, but uh-huh. it's going to face, uh, feature facial recognition technology, so instead of having to type stuff out to your people or do just do chat stuff... Really? It, like, with a webcam, it will read what you're doing, and your character in-game will do whatever that your face is doing on the webcam, and they showed a demo of this. Really? Where, like, so when you talk, your character will be talking with your voice and huh. blinking and doing all this stuff, so you're essentially, like virtually acting in the game so your avatar yeah i don't know so everquest 2 has been out since like 2004 i don't know i don't know if this is like a revamped everquest 2 or i don't know what the hell's going on that's what they announced today huh and uh that's some kooky shit but that's mmos on consoles are always fascinating to me because it seems like a logical fit but it also seems like it'd be so goddamn difficult to make it work man diablo was fried my computer this week yeah i beat diablo yeah oh man how do you finish diablo isn't it one of those games where you just click until you die you click until you build, uh, you get the Diablo and you kill his ass. But the game is designed to be played like a like minimum of three times, and yeah. each time you play on a different difficulty and do like items and shit and unlock. But no, it's just like it's a, it's a twenty hour quest. Yeah. But it is just click, 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 kill, hmm. kill, kill. It's not bad. Oh, yeah, no. But yeah, I guess the default settings on my computer were too high. Oh yeah. And my computer started doing some hilarious fucked up shit in the middle of this week, where like suddenly it decided to want to type in all caps, even if I didn't have the all caps button turned on. I'm so glad you don't rely on your computer for work or anything like that. And so though. I turned all the, the video settings down and like let my computer cool off for a day or two, and that yeah. kind of fixed it. But man, yeah, my computer was like getting a little funky there. But yeah, no, I beat that. Yeah, Diablo's a fun game. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. So the other news this week um, was that Silicon Knights lost their lawsuit with Epic Games, and now owes yeah. What is it? Silicon Knights now owes Epic four point like four point five billion dollars. Well, before this, the judge had come out and said that since Silicon Knights never like explicitly stated what they wanted in damages, that that if they won, they were going to get one dollar per claim. Silicon Knights fucked this situation up in every Ooh. way you could possibly. That's who just that's. Can we just assume Silicon Knights is dead? I mean, I, they pretty unless much... they come out and announce it like this E three that like they're doing, like the Avengers game this fall or some kind of huge property that they're they're gonna someone will fund it for them to put out like, because like they have only had two projects in the last decade, both of which were abject failures. They did they did the terrible. Did they do what was it, the X Men game that came out last year like a Xbox Live? Oh yeah, X Men game that everyone was hated. That, was that them or was that? Somebody else. They had some kind of downloadable game that everyone hated. And then they had Two Human, like, five years ago, which was a total bomb. Yeah. And, man. Yeah, I can't... Whenever I hear about that guy, I always think of Tim Schafer, because Tim Schafer has also done nothing but bombs. But the difference being that Tim Schafer is (laughs) beloved. At least they're well-loved bombs. Exactly. They're critically beloved. And 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 also, people like Tim Schafer, where people want to slap the shit out of Dennis Dyack. And so now you have a studio that doesn't seem to have any viable projects announced right now that owes... Another studio, almost $5 million. And, man, that's... Silicon Knights never produced that much interesting anyway. They did Eternal Darkness, but that was like 10 fucking years ago. So, I don't know. Whatever. Moving on. Um, What's your next note, Bill? You can't see it. No, because I accidentally clicked away. No! Mass Effect toadies! Oh, yeah, no. Have you not seen those? No. So this artist no came up with... No one shares anything with me. So sad. Bill, oh, I'm never going to think... Here's the thing on the internet. Bill hasn't seen it. <laughs> never going to think that. 
Um, no, so this one artist, just as a fun project, designed Mass Effect hoodie. There's the stupid shepherd hoodie where you can actually zip up the hoodie entirely and it's got the face. Like, That's the helmet creepy and balls, yeah. So this artist designed all the characters as hoodies. All of them. And uh, I admit, I will buy Tali Zora. If they come up with Tali Zora, I will buy the fuck out of it. Oh, speaking of! Um, I meant to talk about this. So, um, Dragon, or not Dragon Age, um, Dark Horse has come out with this series called Homeworlds. Oh, no. It's Mass Effect Homeworlds, and it's basically what certain characters were doing immediately before Mass Effect 3. Okay. So, the first one was about Vega, and it was very cute. I was really excited about this week's, because it's about Tali. Aww. And, um, I love Tali Zora Masnormandy. But what's crazy Wasn't she about like a run from... Well, I, I only read the first two pages long enough to th- learn that this artist has decided that Tali is tall and skinny. Oh my god, let me see. It's really bad. What? If you're... And I, I'm looking at it, I was trying to think... Also, there's a really unfortunate shot is on this page. Yeah, look at that bottom left-hand corner. Look at that cross shot. Bottom of the page. Bottom of the page. Look at that shot from below. What the... If you want to see what um, Tali Zora's... Um, is this drawn by someone? Is this Dark butt? Horse? Yeah, I can't okay. say anything bad about it. <laughs> Dark, all the Mass Effect Dark Horse comics have been oh, Tal okay. I will give like that tr- there were a lot of aliens in the Mass Effect world that are hard to draw, but I don't know, man. They never when Tali Zora is short and stocky. She's not tall and slender. I know she's got crazy hips. She's got hips. Gotta be. She's got like unnaturally crazy hips. Yeah. Well, she's an alien, you know. And it, but it, it was just weird to me. I think they're just trying to make sure that we knew that she was a girl. There was a girl yeah, under there. Yeah, but that's not. The, she's just, she is like twelve feet tall. And I like, like. I was so excited about this issue because I love Tali. Oh, gratuitous ass shot on the last page. <sighs> no, that's not what I want from a Tali comic. I, and I don't want to slide uh, on it. I only read two pages, but just opening it and seeing a side shot of A Tali. licensed comic not being very good. Well, it's written by uh, Mac Walters. And, like, well, granted, all the Mass Effect comics have been written by writers. Oh, that's one of the actual writers from the game. All not of been them that great. Well, they don't know how to write comics, necessarily. Yeah. I'll say that. I don't want to be mad and be mean. I, let me put it this way. Dark Horse, do a goddamn Mass Effect anthology. Go to all of these artists online who draw unending waves of Mass Effect fan art really there, well. Is it? There's no good Mass Effect fan art online or anything like that. Did you see? Are you are you making a joke? Did you see what's her face? Butt face McKinney was doing. Uh, her she was doing her design of what Tali looks Here, like. There, there the mask. we go. I can come up with four people right there. Did you see that that artist that Emily linked to that her alternate ending to Mass Effect? That was gorgeous. Butt face McKinney stuff is beautiful. Um, Yuko. This of, is actually making me angry just thinking of, about of it. Of Johnny Wander. I mean, Emily, you. Like, there's so many artists online who, lo- who who draw really great Mass Effect stuff and do comics. It's It just makes sense. Just go to them and say, hey, maybe do a four to seven page short story about any character you want in the Mass Effect world. Mass Effect anthology. It'd be so good. I mean, I it is. I feel so sorry about it. There's a part of me that's like, fuck, I'll do a fan anthology. It'd be so good. That universe really isn't built for, like, an anthology, because it doesn't have, like, wide breadth of characters. Oh, yeah, own. you know, there aren't any characters that people are fond of, or little stories, or little cultural touchstones, or quiet <laughs> moments to explore. Jesus Christ. I, I, I should, I'm, like I said, I don't want to slag Homeworlds. I've not read this issue yet. It's just reading the first two pages. Tali's character design is least, yeah. I'm gonna, I, I am gonna post to my Twitter that crotch shot of Tali, because I could not believe it. Talk about feeling unwelcome. It's, like, four pages in. And it's not. Tali's it does not, not need sex, to be. And that like character, if you like Tali from the comics, 
or from the games, you do not want to see her hypersexualized. A lot of people think she's cute. A lot of people would want to bang her, she's but she's not that kind of character. Yeah, she's a fucking scientist. The appeal of her is is her her, her compassion and her enthusiasm and her intelligence. Oh. It's just and her and her dog. Though actually, my I can't. Does I, she have a great? Because I know she has hips. I've never paid attention to her. She ass. has a dog. No, my wife and I had this conversation today. I really can't talk about. I feel like a jackass by the way <laughs> talking about the sexualization of things. When that's all my wife and I talk about nine times a ten. No, but guys appreciate it? other we stuff. We're talking that's just about surface stuff for you guys. It's not because there's the dem and dat, right? Dem hips that dat ass, and you're looking <laughs> at something on in the store, and if that's our code, I'll just look. I'll turn to go. Did you see dem? <laughs> Did you see dat? She'll say. And I'm like, well, what's what's tits? Yeah. So does we decided to see does does tits dat ass dem hips. Yeah, shirt sure, that says that like the little hipster thing, just like yeah. Does dem and dat? Oh my god. That's where god. it's at. Oh, I'm awful. I'm a terrible human being. I am a jerk. I am part of the problem. I can't. It's almost like you're a human being with sexual drive who wants to bang people. Anyway, so um, I just I like said I just want to have sex with ponies. So what is this? No, I have never heard about this. What's this? Oh yeah, you read it out loud. You be the newscaster on Dominic Channel 11 News. Dominic Monaghan abruptly added Matthew Fox as a consistent woman beater on Twitter. This is hilarious. So what the So hell? I guess somebody on Twitter was tweeting at Dominic Monaghan, who uh, is a hobbit. He's a hobbit. He was one of the hobbits from Lord of the Rings. He also played, what was his character's name? He's was? a drive shaft. Yeah, he was a drive, drive shaft. You are, everybody. Charlie. 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 Charlie, my baby, Charlie. <laughs> Somebody on Twitter was all like, oh man, next time you see Matthew Fox, won't you give him my number or something like that? And he just came, he just tweeted right back. This got news like a lot, like on TMZ and shit like that. He said, no, that Matthew Fox beats women. Don't like, don't, don't fuck with that. And like, everyone was like, was, is that just like a really like tone deaf joke? And like, I think the person tweeted back and like, ah, ha, ha, what are you talking about? I was like, no, seriously. And I'm like, Serial woman beater. He does it all the time. Stay away from him. And well, I guess Matthew Fox. I didn't realize this. He's actually been but he like he beat up a female bus driver last year, and he's been he's gotten he's gotten a couple situations where like he like I didn't realize yeah he's he's already had a history now of pounding on women. Man, this is the sexual lady fucked up episode. This is Ladies Just Go Away. This is the name of this episode. Lady Go Home. But yeah, no, Dominic Monaghan just flatly just on Twitter was like, and then like, I get one of the horrific thing people on Twitter were, like these girls on Twitter were attacking him like, what are you going to lie about Matthew Fox? And if he, if he does do that, why do you have to betray him by telling Dude, people Twitter about it? Dude, Twitter is not where you want to go for an intelligent conversation of domestic violence. Did you see all the tweets, like the compilation of tweets where like, I'd let, um, what's his name, hit me? Yeah, Chris Brown. Uh, this is kind of like the same thing. Uh, and one of the people was like, well, like, I hope you get sued by Matthew Fox. And Dominic Monaghan's response was that it's hard to sue somebody over what's something that's actually true. And that was it. That was the conversation. Oh, man. And it wasn't chuckle, ha-ha, funny. It was, yeah. damn. He yeah. was dropping some fucking truth bombs on internet and people couldn't deal with that shit. So maybe it's, maybe I'm never going to watch Lost again. <laughs> that's kind of a bummer. Well, no. Well, the thing is, is at the end of the day, like, there's the artist and then there's their life. You know? you know, Charlie Chaplin was a cannibal. <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm not, I know that I am not at all, like, forgiving that sort of action at all. But if you start saying, I'm not going to consume media produced by terrible people, how many things are you going to have left? You're going to be living on a desert island. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about actors, because then their performances are all a manifestation of all that bullshit. I thought Mel Gibson movies are so good. 
Well, exactly. It's like, am I never going to watch Mad Max Matthew, again? That's such a weird celebrity to have be like a woman beater. Matthew, can you imagine like being attacked by Matthew Fox? He got crazy eyes. He got crazy I eyes. I believe it. Anyway. That's weird. That's weird that didn't came out now until t- two years after the show was over. That's just, I don't know. Matthew Fox, fuck that guy. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, other news. Um, the sequels to Rise of the Planet of the Apes and X-Men for Cla- First Class will be released in the summer of 2012. Yeah, I guess the sequel Rise Excuse of the Planet of the Apes will be called Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Did you see that first? Uh... I still have not seen it. It's a good little movie. It's got what's-his-face, stupid actor. It's got Draco Malfoy. Oh, no, that's why I never saw Malfoy. it. It's got Draco Malfoy. It's because it got stupid fuckface. I hate that stupid guy. Stupid fuckface. He comes off better when his 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 co uh, big co-actor uh, is a monkey. I don't know why, but I... James Franco, he's a fucking idiot. Okay, I was just casually glancing at Slash Film to see if anything else is going on. What? Oh, I don't know how I feel about this. So, I'm a huge Guy Ritchie fan. I yeah. love Guy Ritchie's movies. All of them. Um, when the Sherlock Holmes movie came out, my whole joke was that I get to be on the other side of the fandom. I get to be the person who doesn't like the source material. Yeah. Where the adaptation is going to be something I really dig. Um, Guy Ritchie is doing the Treasure Island movie. What? Who's going to be in that? They just announced that they're going to do it. And he's go- it's going to be like Sherlock. It's going to be that oh, sort of thing. Oh, where it's all going to be like Pirates of the Caribbean and shit. Hyper intense, man. So Treasure Island is one of my favorite books in the world, guys. Man, I hope... Who's the main character from Treasure Island? Jim Hawkins. Uh, instead of Kung Fu, he's now a uh, pie-eating contest champion. He didn't do Kung Fu. <laughs> no, but that's what Sherlock suddenly did. He was a Kung Fu man. And so now, like, that's going to be, like, his, like... Uh, because they're, they're, I think they're trying to tap into the whole like obesity in America thing, yeah. Where they're trying to make movies that are more yeah, pal- palatable mm-hmm. to fat people, yeah. And so Jim Hawkins is going to be like a fat wall per- Walmart person, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's like a yeah pie eating champion who gets stranded, and Miss Piggy is there. Is this a remake of Muppet Treasure Island? <laughs> Muppet Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure Island is oddly one of the best Muppet. They did a live or, action or remake Island. of Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> And just a man as Benjamin a gun. Just a man in a wig. Yeah, they're gonna get what's his name from Deadwood to play Benjamin a gun. Al Sargent. <laughs> okay, there is a joke on Adventure Time about a pig that eats criminals. <laughs> Every time I'm like, oh, it's a Deadwood joke. I'm so glad you're watching Adventure Time. Adventure Time. This show is so stupid. Oh, uh, speaking of which, do, uh, how many episodes have a uh, female Finn, Fiona, Fiona and Cake? Is it's that one. just a one-off? I was disappointed because yeah. I thought that was—I thought those were characters who showed up consistently. It's actually great. At the end of the episode, it turns out that it's the Ice King's fan fiction. Which, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Does Gunter help uh, proofread it? Gunter. Gunter. Uh... Gunter. Oh man, this is the thing with that Diablo. I can't believe I've been listening to all this gaming podcast this week. Yeah. This is, is going to take us out from this week's podcast. The the old man, like Obi Wan Kenobi and Diablo, who like knows all the lore of Diablo, and who like you find his journals in the game, kind of like in Bioshock with recordings. Mm-hmm. His voice is fucking hilarious. I can't believe I haven't heard more people doing impersonations because he's always like Diablo loves soup. <laughs> oh my, he sounds like the grandpa of Wizard People, dear reader. Oh, does he? And like, oh my god, I found myself this week like impersonating his voice when I was all by myself, feeling like a crazy person. That'd <laughs> be like. Um, and that bill was on the toilet. It was the best toilet yeah. in the world. You know, that's what I realized Diablo about... Diablo came out of his butt. That's what I realized about Adventure Time. Adventure Time is basically Brad Neely for children. Yeah, no, it is. Just even the drawings and everything yeah. like that. I'm surprised they Brad Neely to be, like, a creative director on that show. Yeah. And, like, well, the fact that, like, the show is, like, the characters are so simply drawn. Mm-hmm. And, like, the characters go wildly off model all the oh, time yeah. just for, like, silly, stupid faces and things. Yeah. And that's a really cute goddamn show. And Maria Bamford shows up. Yeah. 
Anyway, I'm sorry. I took us off the tracks there. But uh, oh, Adventure Time is always good. It's always good. Is that Was that the Geek Week in Review? Is that what we got? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, friends, don't give me that face, Bill. You guys can't see the face. You sound so disappointed. Should I have a better... No, 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 no. I'm okay with that. Do you have the last piece of news that'll take us out that's even better than that? I'm excited about E3 because then I'll have something to talk about. Any, well, did any you other see E3 the, predictions? Well, uh, Anything no. you care about? Um, did you see the, the Star Wars 1313 thing? Here's the thing I, that happens to me in Star Wars every time. Every time when Star Wars. Something about Star Wars is announced, I get excited. I'm like, oh, Star Wars. I remember all the warm fuzzies, and then I learn more about oh, it. And they don't know who to get in touch with either. They they don't know which companies make good games, or they're unwilling to pay a company to make a good game. But what the hell was a good Star Wars game since Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer? Like, the, the Force Unleashed game sucked balls. I didn't object to Force Supposedly Unleashed. there was a first-person shooter, like a squad-based republic commando game that was actually pretty decent that i guess was maybe written by karen travis who's a star wars novelist yeah. who also kind of helped write some of the gears of war stuff um yeah i don't, I don't know i choose to be mostly just because it's about star wars but it's not about a jedi it's about, I was about to say a magic user <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it's like that's in of itself that just as a pitch right there as a one sentence pitch is makes it interesting to me yeah. Did you ever hear Tim Schafer had a joke at one point that he pitched a game that was he was just he was asked to pitch something he had nothing so he pitched a game about a skunk that was a Jedi that loved cheese. Did they try to pick it up? No. I could see them going, you know, well that might be our. I'm sure, thing. that was a coffee. Pu- that was like a, a, a pitch over coffee, and I'm sure it's a joke. I'm surprised they haven't tried to make it a, like a, a Clone Wars game because the Clone Wars are huge with I kids. I think they did. Well, you could argue that. Lego... No, I mean, it's not like Lego. Clone oh, they made Wars Lego. Games, but I'm surprised Wars. they haven't tried to like make yeah. it like a mainstream. Like I don't know. Anyway, I'm curious to see if they say anything more about Star Wars 1313. Saying when it takes place, like if it's like classic. Era, They've or said very. Well, the implication is that it's set during the original series. Oh, that'd be kind of nice. Um, I, I, did you see the trailer for Tomb Raider? No. I thought it looked kind of neat. What's the new trailer about? It's, well, it's, it's Again, just... Again, another game where a lady gets the shit beat out of her. Well, the dip, see, it's very, I was thinking about that, actually. But no, supposedly this is supposed to be her going through a crucible that forms Lord Croc, we yeah. know, yeah. And, and she's not, I mean, she's still, she's still running around in her, in her shorts and her, in her tank top, but it's less sexualized. Yeah. And well, granted, I think the, the scale of sexualization when you're Laura Croft is so out of whack to begin <laughs> with, I don't know if that's actually true. But I don't know. She seemed like she's presented more as just a tough lady going through a hard no, time. That's what everyone's saying. The only thing was when people when people have seen footage from the game before. Yeah, it's just like she is so bloody and beaten up. That's what's great. Not like yeah, no. It's either it's one of those things where either like yeah, you're she's badass, or people are like, ugh. <laughs> ugh. See, but I'm okay. What happened to her? That's I'm okay with like instigating like a protective instinct or showing a woman going through that sort of difficulty. It's there's the fine line between she's got tits and now she's got bloody tits. No. <laughs> Yeah, tits. You got bloody tits. Dumb bloody tits. Nose bloody tits. Yeah, that's right. Nose bloody tits. I probably shouldn't have shared that with you. But, uh... Um, they also came out with a new Dishonored trailer. The more I learn about Dishonored, Dishonored, the less interested I get in it, what's, somehow. What's, uh... We had this conversation last week. It's from the Arkham, uh, the Arkham Asylum dudes. The, what are they? Arcane Studios? Some bullshit. I don't know. And, uh, it's Fucking their bullshit. stealth... Kind of steampunky, but not stealth adventure game. Oh, is that the one that was with guys like running across like a yeah. steampunk yeah. like roof of a house? It's kind of an Assassin's Creed thief. I bet those um, Batman Bioshock. games are good, but if you take Batman out of that, that gameplay has got to get a. I don't know that the gameplay it's, was terrible. Look at but, like... Bill. It's a first person stealth game. It's oh. not like the Batman games at all. Oh, okay. It's just by the same studio. I don't care. <laughs> you know why I care? Because what the fuck else game is coming out this year? I realized that watching this trailer, I'm like, this looks neat, and I'm interested in this world. It, the The world is the the city is designed by the dudes who did City 13 in um 
uh, half. Oh, okay, very cool. So I mean, there's okay, some... so it might be kind of well. It has to be a little bit realis- realistic for it that the yeah. mean anything, but yeah. Well, what's cool is that like there's a part where they're like these guardsmen who are on these tall walking units with, and they have bows and arrows because it's pre-gunfire. Like they don't have guns necessarily. There has to be a legend of core video game. What should it be? This is tied nothing into E3, but like. See, I always felt that a good avatar game would be a team-based RPG because yeah. that's what that game is. But this. I don't know if you turn the man. I don't know. Fascinating conversation. Fuck you. No, I'm trying to think too. I that that I just popped in my head. See, because if you say Annie, this property you like, what kind of game would it be? It, I'm not going to answer necessarily what its narrative would be best suited to what kind of gameplay. I'm going to say what kind of game I would want to play. I would want to play like a Bioshock level RPG, like heavily dialogue based with um, maybe, Bioshock. I'm sorry, um, um, uh, uh, like Bioware. Uh, oh, Bioware, yeah. Yeah. I want it to be a dialogue-heavy RPG. Instead of shooting, you're just with... punching and stuff? Well, it'd be more, maybe more like Dragon Age. Well, I guess that would not... be almost like Jade Empire. Yeah. Jade Empire. Oh. I'm just saying. Because I just want to have... Cover... Because I'm the, I'm the worst gamer in the world. Because I don't want to go around and punch people. Or, excuse me, I am the gamer destined to be dissatisfied because I don't want a game where people are running around and shooting each other. I want a game where they're... Uh, talking about feelings. Well, with the with the Legend of Korra being all kung fu based and stuff like that, you don't really don't have much way. For, well, I guess you do have firebending and stuff, so you, you don't have ranged attacks. So you really can't do like a first person. You'd have to have you a, do, like, a pro a bending person. mini game. Oh man! Well, then, would that be like a third person kind of like? Oh, I wonder how that. Well, even like a, what a pro bending mini game would be like. Mm-hmm. Would that be kind of like Mario Tennis? Except it's no, it'd like, be like that. Ter- which Final Fantasy game was it with like the fucking water ball? Oh, Final Fantasy X. Yeah, yeah. Jesus no, but Christ. that was man. But you, like, oh god, Legend of Korra, you could do so many amazing things with games in that universe. Yeah, and you could in the whole Avatar like, universe. That's could, what I was... Oh man. Yeah. We'll have to if if you've listened this far in the episode. <laughs> Well, actually, it's we're not even we're only an hour forty six minutes in. Oh, okay. For us, us, this is a light good and breezy us. podcast. Uh, if you have any suggestions for what a Legend of Korra or Avatar: Last Airbender video game should be, email us at howdy at boyhowdy.org. or just tweet us uh, on on Twitter at boyhowdypodcast. Um, I would read. The... You can of course comment on boyhowdy.org. Yeah, which we had to nail, knock out two spam comments we got this week. We're so sad. Oh, oh also, I was going to read uh, the. Uh, this week the uh, feedback we got about Star Wars for last week's episode. That now we that we've not, we're not do. done, we're done talking about Star Wars. What Star Wars? Then Twitter lost our feedback tweets. Aww. So we, I, I'm sorry, anyone who tweeted us for stuff to talk about on the Star Wars podcast. Yeah, Twitter fucked up and like ate our tweets. Well, friends, thank that's you. a late. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> on that note, Action House. <laughs> thanks for your feedback. Get in <laughs> touch with us. We're gonna accidentally. We tweet promise it. not to. Well, well if we, it doesn't take us two weeks to get back and to actually talk about it, we should be okay. I think that's what. It, like, I think after two weeks, Twitter just deletes tweets. Deletes tweets. I have never gone that back and far back in Twitter ever. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Twitter has a like. It's, it's almost like people tweet incessantly all the time, and maybe we should delete some of that shit. Why? Wait, what are we going to delete? delete? All your beautiful, precious 4chan links. <laughs> I'm just oh, should we, oh, we should have 4chan links on, the, on this no, no, blog? No, 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 no. I mean, you said Twitter. This is interesting. Hey, everybody, this is the Boy Howdy <laughs> Podcast. Is blood sugar stroke. You need a PB&J. We'll hook you up. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is the Boy Howdy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. Adios, Esposito. <laughs> And who are you, proud Lord, said that I must bow so low? 
Only a cat of a different coat That's all the truth I know In a coat of gold or a coat of red A lion still has claws And mine are long and sharp, my lord As long and sharp as yours So he spoke, and so he spoke, that Lord of Castamere. But now the rings we bore is hard, with no one there to hear. Yes, now the 